0: Who <clears throat> <clears throat>
1: What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back once again, episode 107. I'm here with one resident homie right now. We're gonna have the full four resident homie trif- trifecta. That's fucking three people. Joel, you're muted. Um, we're gonna have the full host situation going uh <laughs> soon later on tonight. But uh I hope you guys had a good holiday, all the Americans out there that celebrated Thanksgiving and uh everybody Dude, else so,
2: it's only we're Americans. That do it right?
3: You no, know, okay. Canada has a different Thanksgiving,
2: which is weird. But yeah, the couple, the, a couple couple weeks before us. Yeah, i would feel like there'd be like some other kind of like just in placeholder because it's like holiday season, everything kind of shuts down. That other countries be like ah, we're fucking family day, make up you know? some other shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but either sorry. way,
1: uh all you other peeps, we missed you. We're back, and uh, I'm here with my resident homie Joel right now. We're gonna see Casey and uh, the Professor Joseph later on. I'm Anthony. And tonight we are joined by uh, a dude who started a, a web zine that I've been following for very 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 long time um, one aspect of the genre of music that we play is what's fascinating about it is is the percussion aspect of it and we always are in awe watching death metal drummers and this guy took it to the next level and made it his uh side hustle to archive all these great musicians that are beating the skins in this genre of music and uh tonight we're joined by ian mcdonald of sick drummer magazine what's going on dude hey hey nice to be here
3: i'm a big fan of the show so when you guys asked me to come on it was a shock and a pleasure so thank you
1: totally Fuck dude yeah. and uh yeah that's awesome that your family see you in the chat all the time and you're hanging out with us each thursday so that's rad and um yeah it's natural i think for us to sit and have a conversation with you because like i had said uh, that that was um a good source of underground content for us for many years coming up in the death metal scene so thank you for that
3: oh thank you
1: like i said dude i I, even as as a a vocalist i i love hearing guitar solos and watching guitar players play but i mainly would always just focus on the drummers while i was at a live gig if i wasn't paying attention to the front man you know i'd always end up my eyes would end up you know veering to the back of the stage where the drum kit was you know because it's 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 uh inhuman some of the stuff that we've seen these guys do over the years yeah and i understand your uh fanaticism when it comes is that even a word fanaticism yeah, yeah. When, it, when it comes to uh death metal drumming dude
3: well drummers are the most interesting to watch that's a given no mm-hmm. offense to anybody else it's and I mean,
2: also the hardest working too i mean you guys got to set up a fucking humongous kid every night we're like like, if Anthony's got the least to speak about, because he's yeah. like, <laughs> like, hey, man, I'm here. Bring on yeah. a fucking, yeah, <laughs> little
1: briefcase. <laughs> not give but, me, like,
2: uh, snare one or, not, you know, like, all this crazy shit. You guys have to set up, like, this full, like, spidered fucking, like, little arena, like, mini arena around you, and, like, fucking break it
1: down, and, like,
2: every night. And, just, and guitar like, players that really, really
1: love playing their instruments might disagree with me, because they, I know that they have fun playing their shit, but for me all the instruments that i've dabbled in drums are the most fun to sit down on a kit like sitting down on troy's kit or sitting down on casey's kit and just trying to do what these guys do and fail miserably but still have fun doing it you know free jams of just like oh dude i can do a trucker beat i could do a a you know basic one two three four beat but you guys can riff over it and then i feel cool because i'm like yeah dude i'm the drummer right now <laughs> totally totally but yeah
2: shout so, out to everyone in the chat by the way fucking yeah i can't it. chat that, right yeah
1: yeah is that you that's, can uh, chat or yes.
2: on, right
3: no i don't have a box to type
1: right here how does he uh pop into the chat joel how I mean I can see all there. the
3: people in there chatting, but I don't have a box. Oh, you,
2: can't, you don't have a box? Um you could go yeah, you have to do two windows.
1: You have to go to uh yeah. twitch.tv slash never mind. I yeah, I guess talking. we should <laughs> be plugging some shit right now, right? Oh yeah, yeah. No boy. Um, hey, what's up? What's up, Jedi? Thanks for the shirt. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. You what's up, nerds?
3: What's up, Mr. Carl Ross Jr.?
1: Yeah, dude. dude Carl Jr. David David Carl Ross good shout out, dude. He uh gave us a nice uh shout out on Instagram recently it made me feel good that uh there's a few people out there that look at us as you know their their number one podcast that they listen to and I and to have the the son of the great Dave Col Ross tell us that dude that's rad. <laughs> yeah
2: it's a trip. this whole like Spotify like you know getting all the things back and shit and people sending me stuff. I'm just like Jesus man. I thought I didn't, you always think of, like, YouTube and stuff is what we do. I kind of think of it like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. I know that Spotify has, like, some sort of a following on there. I went and checked the uh, stats on it. I was like, whoa, it's gotten way more yeah. than when I first First, I was like, oh, it's like 20 listens a podcast or something when I first put it on there. And now it's, like,
1: insane amounts compared to that. That's cool, dude. Yeah, it's like, what what were some of the stats were top 10%? You have, like, all most followed some, podcasts on Spotify? Yeah,
2: yeah, that's... No, that surprised me that was cool what didn't surprise me though they're
1: like you're in the 99 you're in the one percenters of content creators and i'm like well we fucking do three hour shows every week like that i think it's like some minutes of thousands too. of hours
2: like thou- like some sort of like for the year it was like seven thousand hours or something ridiculous so i was like <laughs> jesus or maybe minutes i don't minutes, know minutes, that like? hours. Yeah, yeah. hours would be like we're still going like for the last 10 years <laughs> but no it's like it's crazy seeing that so shout out to everyone for fucking watching and and uh being one of these motherfuckers one of these ride or die motherfuckers you know yes sir that's <laughs> yeah, what sucks. i appreciate it a lot man
1: yeah for sure all right let's do some plugs real quick let's uh plug uh Battle Forge coffee as always oh yeah the homies and deeds of flesh coffee company it is good coffee i'm not just pushing it because they're the homies i've i've tested it many a times and uh it was my daily drinker until it was done so um go support i'm sure they got some holiday deals and packages and all that shit going on over there right now so battleforgecoffee.com Dude, then uh, coffee friday that would be cool right i'm sure they that's a thing they gotta do that that's a thing yeah. um for us exciting news it's not up yet but at cali death podcast dot big dot com soon probably by the next episode we will have a pre-order up for a full colored tea Joel, do you have the image for that or we'll just, we'll pop it up next episode. Yeah. I'll I'll throw it up maybe at the end. But anybody who saw the, um, the hundredth episode that, that graphic that you see is the thumbnail for that video on YouTube. That is going to be going on a t-shirt. We're doing a pre-order there. And then we're also doing, uh, the og logos again but with an updated version where we're moving it from left chest to right chest because we realize that so many guitar players that are fans of the show they they perform with them or they do these playthrough videos and we're like oh dude you can see the cali in cali death podcast (laughs) dude it's like the worst promotional idea ever. <laughs> totally. No. I mean, it's usually Still is underground. left chest when you do it like that. But no, I, I saw that and I'm like, yeah, let's let's move it over to the right chest. for yeah, All those yeah. guitar players that are fans of the show. So there'll be a new version, and all you guys with the OG logos are gonna be like super OG because you got the original left chest version. Just because
2: yeah. this question came out of left field, I kind of feel like I'm just going to throw it up here. It's up to you, Anthony. But right. uh, what's your
1: favorite bass player of all time? My favorite bass player of all time. I mean, I want to. I would just say Sean Malone. You know, that's that's an easy one yeah, yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there are. Um, I would say Thundercat is one of the dudes that's non-metal that really blows my mind when I watch him play. Um. Straight metal, Steve Giorgio You know, like there's, there's yep. different, uh, there's a, a different cat for each style. But really, if I was gonna go all out, I'd probably say Sean Malone.
2: Yeah, there you go. It's oh, Joe Lester day. though too. Yeah, Joe Lester's up there for me too, Ricky. Oh and, man, and, and, and
1: I'm not even thinking of. There's so many guys out there that you know are just so high caliber to me. And bases yep. actually bringing that up that isn't like actually my favorite instrument to listen to now at my age, you know, like I mean, once uh, every th- three years, pull this out.
3: <laughs> Cause you mentioned, uh, you mentioned Sean Malone. So I, I figured I'd pull this out of the plastic bag. I keep it in. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, if you guys know this or I know some people may, but um, Sean Reiner and I were friends for 14 years. And uh, on one of the tours I went on with him, they had like forty-five of these pressed, and it's a uh, it's a full score for the kindly Bentafrias. And I'll try and hold it up where you can see it. Oh fuck uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's signed by Sean Reiner, Sean Malone, and Paul Masvidal.
1: Wow, damn, that's and it's sick. Got,
3: you know, just like the oh, score shit. of each song inside. Oh damn, that's awesome. That's man. really really cool, dude. A little limited pressing. Yeah, and uh, I keep it in a bag now in a box with my other stuff that I keep in that box. I was like, priceless. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty dope, man.
2: Hell yeah. There's certain things in like like and uh, like underground death metal, progressive death metal, progressive metal that probably mean nothing to anyone, but I would spend like all my money on you know like just like something like that like a, a signed something i'm like that's the most prized position i have and like if a robber comes in they're like what the fuck is that i'm gonna take i'm gonna take your tv you know what i mean or something like a signed picture of a basketball player you got behind you but like having something like a pick that someone's thrown to me or like something like that that's personal is like just the most valuable thing definitely by far i know far. it's way early in the show but
3: it's right next to me, so I figure this is the only other thing I really will pull out that's very, very sick. And if you can see up in the top corner by my finger, this came right from Terry Butler. Oh, wow. sick. And these are leftovers from the actual uh, Perseverance Tour patch, sticker, Damn. button, and a signed Terry Butler pick. From the tour that's, right. that's so so sick. Sick. dude. I got, got one of my You're worst things.
2: Yeah, my brother uh bestowed to me a lepr- uh, leprosy signed death album a long time ago. It was like a had Terry Butler signature, Chuck's signature, and I fucking lost it. Oh, bro, <laughs>
0: mm.
3: or someone
2: stole it. I don't know because it was like I was moving a little bit like over a couple years and it just isn't anywhere to be found now. And I'm like, dude, that, that was sucks. yeah, that was like. A Chuck signature on a fucking leprosy album, like, like I don't know. I am still in denial. It's like in a box somewhere, but I only have like yeah. seven boxes. Someone just commented Terry was selling those. Oh, okay, okay. On those, uh, those picks. The whole package. The, oh, the whole package. Oh, said, yeah. cool, cool. Hell yeah. I was gonna buy one, but he wouldn't take my money. So, so was I it said it's sweet? Do we currently have it on the left tit or the right tit?
1: It's the on logo the left. Shirts? We want it on the right. Because everybody oh, strap crap wants... goes over their left <laughs> he wants, now, he
2: wants left. So we'll maybe print like four of those and then we'll just pretend like we're out forever and then I'll sell them on eBay for nineteen dollars. <laughs> I, <just can't. laughs> I, I believe they're probably <laughs> heat. Yeah, yeah. I've seen Odious shirts on eBay. One time I saw an odious it was a the fucking Devouring the Prophecy one on eBay. For, for like nine. No, it was over six hundred,
1: seven hundred dollars. It's so funny, dude! I have literally uh, probably about I don't know ten or twenty of them right in the room over there. Now they're like ten bucks now. <laughs> You're yeah. Just moving, moving shit. I found a bunch of old Carnivorous merch, which I'll probably see if anybody wants to buy some shit from uh, out from listeners to the show. But why not get rid of it and split right. it up between me, Troy, and Dan? But um, we
2: just give so- it away as like fun little things. We yeah, know, like old you contest things or something. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. And then, I went yeah, to yeah, some audio uh,
1: shit. I went to yeah. a
3: flea market a couple months back in Buffalo. And there was a little, uh, no, it was in Rochester. The flea market person was from Buffalo. And they, uh, you know, t-shirts and whatever else. And I'm sifting through the racks and I find this, what I thought at first was a Venom shirt. But it turns out it was not. I looked at it again. I'm like, wait a minute. That says the crown, which is, you know, the European. Uh, yeah.
0: Pair. Mm-hmm.
3: They wrote it, the crown, it looks like the Venom with the logo mm-hmm. and everything else, but they called these shirts the Krenum. And like, <laughs> I don't know, 20 years ago, they printed like, you know, maybe two, 300, 400 of these things in a limited run in Europe only. And I found one extra large on a rack here in my own town at a fucking flea market. For 13 bucks and i bought it and i went home and i ebayed it like to see what people were selling them for and they're going for 450 bucks jesus
0: yeah,
1: that one of those Damn. uh situations for me and this will uh, you'll uh realize why i'm bringing this up for this show too ian is because lethargy that mm-hmm. uh it's I hard to write with small hands yeah
3: my yeah, home, yeah. my hometown
1: boys yeah that's why i'm bringing it up You yeah. and, and ties into what you were just saying i found that for uh four bucks at, <laughs> at uh it was uh rasputin in berkeley and and if i find that if, if it ever even comes up on ebay it's like 200 used you know nice yeah that's, that's a rare gem that I, I was so so excited to find and and dude it was one of those you because you know when you buy used cds you you don't know what you're gonna open what condition that CD is gonna be in when you open it up. But dude, it was clean underneath it too. And there's still coke on so it. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> no, I'm one time I went my with my buddies to go like I didn't I don't have a, a record player, but he has a record collection, huge one. And he just saw like a Dio album. He's like, Oh, whatever, I don't have this one. You know, it's like four bucks. And he opens it up and it's a sign by Ronnie James Dio on it. Like an actual like a marker, just Ron James deal. Like and, and he's he's been passed away for you know a long time by this point. And I was yeah. like, dude, that's in, you got to get that. Just don't have them open it. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Or maybe they saw it signed and were like, we don't care. It's ruined because it's got the silver signing on it. You know. So yeah, know.
3: yeah. Dave, call Ross. Yes, exactly. I've been looking for a FedExodus shirt for years and
1: I cannot find one. Fed Exodus, <laughs> yeah. dude, they got that? sued
3: and everything. Man, you ever hear about all that? No, that's right. Like, they got oh, yeah.
1: sued by FedEx and Exodus, dude.
3: <laughs> yeah, FedEx sued Exodus because of the shirts and they had to take them all off of the market and they lost a lot of money on them. And Jesus. they are rare. If you see one of those, grab it.
1: Oh, so it was yeah. an Exodus shirt that said, yeah, it said, said okay.
3: Fed Exodus, right? Like I thought it was FedEx a logo, band. but said Fed Exodus. It was awesome.
1: That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. That's what's why is it that it's not the actual logo? So why would FedEx sue? It's a likeness. It's a copyright. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Yeah, we have a little. It's like a kind of a not vegan, veg, vegetarian place here, and it's called uh, fuck Dharma's. But they got sued by McDonald's because in the eighties and nineties it was McDharma's <laughs> because they were trying to like make it like oh it's a healthier. You I know, saw like, this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they and they literally McDonald's came after him for McDharma's. Was like, so funny. yeah i immediately it's went like, right to obviously
3: mcdowell's yeah yeah
2: yeah i know yeah, that one movie about mcdonald's anyways i don't want to get into that but have you seen that the one with the uh, batman dude in it uh, I forget his fucking name but it just goes over like the mcdonald's brothers they created a thing to make fast food and like yeah you know, yeah yeah, yeah. The whole story of it. and the guy came in and was like oh i like that and just like talked him into a bunch of shit and then like made turned it into a humongous thing and the, they were all bummed they wanted it to be local kind of they were like the bros at the beach like no this is locals only and uh they like ended up fucking making it humongous and cutting a bunch of corners and at the very end is a handshake deal for like a like a percentage of the company which would have been like 700 million now or something and it, they gave them a million dollars to get the company from and then a handshake deal for a percentage and they just didn't get any of the percentage they just got fucked over and then they died that's the movie you want to watch. <laughs> I think it's a documentary on
0: Netflix
2: <laughs> yeah it's fucked I was like Jesus I was like a McDonald's document or a movie with like big name actors about McDonald's this is going to be weird but actually ended up being like you know what the fuck at the end you know so, spoiler alert it for you. Michael say at the end say spoiler alert at the end just like fucking after everybody spoiled
1: <laughs> yeah hey, what's up, what's up oh, Mad- founder.
2: She- michael keaton that's right
1: michael anyways keaton. i was thinking i was going through all the different batmans there's so many fucking this dude but i guess yeah, <laughs> I, I would, I would say that michael keaton he, he was in the first one right
2: no I and mean, the first one's what's his name It's mini horns <laughs> <The first laughs> one. remember that one uh fucking guy from uh god damn i can't uh gabe's other band his new band that we had on the fuck. i that can't help relying you yeah, yeah. Ember throne. Ember throne. No. The guitar player. We were like because I was talking about how I do the mini horns, and he's like, "Oh, the what's the original Batman's name? Like, oh,
1: like, yeah. Oh, because uh, of the ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah. Who was the actor who did the original Batman? Thought it was Michael Keaton. It's such an Adam West. Thank you, Max. No, okay. uh Yeah, but he well, called I mean, him I mean, Adam I mean, West. He's like, I'm sorry. Adam yeah, West. I should have. I should have specified. I'm talking about the movies, though. The Tim Burton.
2: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Old school. Right, let's not go down. We up. can go
2: down a fucking rabbit hole. With fucking the ben rules are. With yeah. like, what do you think about fucking Superman, brother? Yeah, dude. Um,
1: Number two is pretty cool. Those fucking... <laughs> the, the three uh, aliens <laughs> that fly. Dude, the way they fly in that movie is so funny, dude. <laughs> hey, Max. Thanks for joining
4: uh, us,
2: dude. Uh, fuck yeah, Max. What's up, dude? Love just you, watching
3: buddy. Watching last night again.
2: Dude. Yeah, we were just talking about Max. you pre-pod, yeah. actually, too. It's funny. I like Max. Whenever I go on, Max is like to go in the chat. He's like, "Everyone, check out Cali Death." But everyone that is in this chat room already knows about Max. I'm like, "Everyone, uh, can you subscribe again or something like twice? <laughs> <laughs> Unsubscribe and resubscribe just for fun." Yeah.
1: Nice, yeah, dude, man. We, never, we never ask anybody to subscribe to our shit. Subscribe <laughs> to ours. Change the podcast of weeds, please. No, My we'll get copy- is, uh, copyright infringement from the fucking HBO show, dude. Yeah. I'm right. gonna
2: start a new thing where, like, it's a new kind of thing where like murray loves finding the weeds and calling it out so that's gonna be a name too it's like yeah. get murray i don't know we'll figure it out he's the weeds weeds
1: run the weeds <laughs> The Murray <laughs> Death Weed <cat. laughs> he loves the weeds he knows he does yeah he does so ian i we didn't we totally didn't say it in the plugs but where where can if people don't know about sick drummer why don't you give him a little uh you know, pitch, speech, and where they can find it on the internet. Yeah, sure. Um,
3: Sick Drummer started in 2006 and then went to a digital magazine in 2008. Um, did a lot of digital issues. We kind of slowed down on it recently just because of work and life and, um, you know, the insurgence of video being everything right now. So you can find us on just a regular website, sickdrummermagazine.com or on Facebook, Sick Drummer Mag youtube sick drummer video and uh instagram sick drummer mag really don't do too much on instagram but um it's there and we we do post a lot of stuff but not a ton mm-hmm. most of the stuff we do now is on youtube facebook
2: and just the website alone so you still do like live streams and stuff there's been times before the podcast is starting and like there's a john Longstreth live and i'll put it like in our group we'll watch it before we go live and just hang out and it's sick man it's really cool yeah we've live streamed about
3: I'd have to count, but probably close to seventy guys this year so far. Wow. It's almost over. Damn. But yeah, there's a lot of we've got. I've got guys in Florida. I've got guys in, you know, <clears throat> Illinois, California, St. Louis, Toronto, Australia, fuck everywhere. And they just who's they, your California they, guy?
2: They, Anton Heffley. Anton's right. He, like last time I saw him, I mean, I mean, every time I saw him, he just comes with like a. Like a whole ziploc bag of joints. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's he got uh, like 20 joints. He's like, what's he's up, the man? Yeah, he just want, smokes a ton and just fucking. I'll, pull, I'll plug super his place chill.
3: if you don't mind. He owns a place up in Ukiah called Revolution Emporium. Oh yeah, does very well. And actually, Jason Bittner from Shadows Fall and um, you know Overkill and every, every other band he's ever been in is a part owner with Mike from Flatsman Jetsam, also part owner oh, of yeah. that club.
2: So yeah, they do well. Not to go weeds more, but what's what's Flotsam and Jetsam all about? I keep seeing that name, and it's one band I've always skipped. They're a good band. You know, they've been around since the late 80s, and it
3: was actually uh, Kurt Hammond's first band from Metallica. That's
2: right. Okay,
3: okay. And uh, Jason Bitten in it for a little while, then he left, and then, you know, they got another drummer now, but they're still touring, you know? uh, Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. It's almost like Nuclear Assault, but just not as fast. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know?
2: Cool. Of, the, the name just sounds like it's a classic rock band to me so i've always kind of been you know i grew up with classic rock and i still love classic rock but i have like i don't want to find out new classic rock now if that makes any sense like my dad kind of instilled the classic rock i want to hear forever and it's nostalgic and i was like flotsam and jetsam that's like uh it's like fucking led zeppelin right they toured with flotsam and jetsam you know it's like they it just has that name that kind of nostalgic 70s 80s absolutely name to it. And if you go look yeah.
3: them up i'll tell you my favorite song by them is called suffer the masses Okay, I'll write that down. It's killer.
2: Fuck yeah.
3: I used to jam it in my Chevy Chevette, you know, with my Pioneer TXX1, T, THX120 speakers on the back dashboard, cassette deck, you know, nice. full EQ. Hell
1: yeah. God, that rocking. used to be the
2: number one like way to tell if you've made it is like if you had a sick stereo in your car. Yeah. Was like And like, dude, this this guy's folds in and goes, pretends like it's gone. Like oh, your know, comes when you're
3: going to the store? Dude, I got to get one of those. I used to install stereos for people in their cars and custom boxes and everything. Damn. I had some good stereos back in the day, you know. Was a, and was, you know, a GTO and some cool yeah, yeah. cars. I kind but of everybody like a inch inch sub.
2: sub. Like, you know, like a 10-inch so – sorry to cut you off, but a 10-inch sub, like because a faster, like, metal sub. So it's not like a mm, – it's kind of like fast and just like yeah. have it in the what I, That's actually
1: what I was going to go into is, like, subwoofers are always – you know connected to hip-hop music and cars but really having a subwoofer enhances metal music so much oh yeah so totally. so much dude i think the size yeah. of the woofer right.
3: changed right around the same time like the judgment night soundtrack came out though people had to get that bigger boom you know what i mean for the mm-hmm. house of yeah. pain helmet songs and stuff like that
2: yeah <laughs> and my, my buddy has was like had like four or no he had two boxes sub boxes in his trunk and we were just getting into morbid angel um fuck i can't think of anything today but it's a song with the opening of the gates on it uh, gateways to annihilation yep. and uh we wanted to hear uh, opening of the gates in it or like because of that double bass in that and that was like so new to hear it that fast that we were like dude we gotta check this out in your car like full blast and we were just mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. what the fuck <laughs> this is like it was like better than live almost it was like just yeah. fucking we were like eyes just pupils were huge just like what this is the most insane thing i need this but you know, it took up, like, his whole trunk, and, like, you know, he was dedicated. I'm not that dedicated. Could
1: cause electrical draws draining your battery. Yeah. Can, all that kind of shit, yeah.
2: Do you have to get, like, a separate battery, or, like, an inverter? And then how does that even work for um, you? You
1: could just go off your car battery, but there are, um, like, certain Super things you batteries. Have to do. No, you don't even really need that. It's, like, no. there's, like, converters and shit like that that you would just need and obviously the wiring needs to be done properly yeah. or you end up getting fucking draws which yeah sorry the battery. Right? crossovers
3: yeah. that send high pitches to short speakers and low pitches to you know wolfs and everything oh, like
2: that yeah it makes sense definitely
1: if the amp gets too hot you need to have something to kill the power on that or yeah i don't important. really know too much about car speaks car stereos but i know that it's it it can be a hair. headache if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to fuck some shit up. The boxes I built always were about the airflow.
3: And we used to go up to Canada and, like, use the speaker boxes I built to, like, open them up and, like, smuggle back cigarettes. Nice. Because <laughs> they were so cheap up there. And we'd put, like, 60, 70 packs of cigarettes in this fucking subwoofer box and then close it back up and drive across the border come back here and, like, sell it for, like, five times what we paid for it. Jesus. Dude, do
1: you remember <laughs> Canadian cigarettes having the gnarly pictures of, like, oh they're having. Lungs and shit, dude. Worse than babies and shit. Yep,
3: yep. And all their cigarette packages look the same, whether it's you know whatever they are, Marlboro or Winston or or you know whatever. It it looks exactly the same. It just says something different on the end of it. Like this is totally. You know what I mean? No, no. So if you can't read you're in trouble up there trying to get the, you know, the, the, the one you want. You want. Yeah. yeah.
2: I miss camel. Joe's. <laughs> <hilarious>. Joe camel. <laughs> Joe camel. That's right. Yeah. He'd just be like all sick. Just like with the camel. Like what's up? There's like, like chick camels with a chick camels around them or just chicks. That's uh, fun, they might yeah. have been normal chicks. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <It's just laughs> even funny. Yeah. Camel chicks, dude.
1: They're all about, bestiality and nicotine dude
3: (laughs) and marketing to children camel had those uh camel cash dollars back in the day they used to stick inside their packs so people would get discounts and buy more and get merch and shit
2: god that was uh yeah that was a thing that was definitely it was definitely marketed to get i mean that's the way to do it you get them started that's how every long-term smoker would start was like between the ages of what like 15 and like even 14 to 18 or something and then you're just stuck with that you know like this is a stress reliever now that I have forever, and that was like the perfect. Um, it, was, it wasn't perfect,
1: but they did bad things. Magazine so, ads for cigarettes always tripped me out too, because you know you'd be flipping through a Playboy or whatever when you're a young teen, and you see all these marble country cigarettes and shit. Like, yeah, cowboys or like yeah, yeah. A, a couple sitting by a lake, but they're both having a smoke and sell these weird, weird looking things all rugged
3: weird. and free. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they were, it was Marlboro Pretty. Country. I remember the headlines. That's what I do for work is I do, I work for an advertising firm and a brand development firm in Denver. And that's, that's what we do. So I remember all those old ads and everything. And I, I can see Marlboro Country in my head right now with the guy, you know, in a big field in Wyoming, up on a horse, all dirty looking because he's just fucking manlier than you. And he's just, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's like damn i gotta be that cool
1: right right and then there was marlboro miles every pack was, five miles <laughs> there was. people oh, it's God. like basically like look like you just save up your miles and then you order fucking merchandise out of a magazine that has dude, marlboro, right. marlboro miles all over it dude
3: camel cash what, what did did newport have like anything or i don't think they did probably had. i don't newport know nickels or
2: it's crazy yeah. i mean that's like i only smoked them just to like because i wasn't supposed to
3: that's like yeah. the only
2: reason why i smoked them like when i was a kid it was like i got someone was like oh my mom's not gonna be home for like an hour i can smoke one and just be like i'm like fucking get all lightheaded from it just like shit like i'm like <laughs> high off these they get you high i didn't know that Like
3: <laughs> the first like, time it's... i smoked a cigarette i was a kid i stole one from my mom and i climbed the fucking tree in our front yard way up and smoked it so nobody could see me
4: yeah jesus yeah i I remember max
2: i quit smoking those like two and a half years ago i was obsessed with those the crushes the menthol
1: crushes i would crush it
2: before and then smoke it like every time
1: i why i was smoking camels when i quit at 19 and it was because of uh no maryland death fest number two so dan and i went out and um for a california kid who smokes cigarettes you go to a place where they let you smoke inside you, you're fucking stoked i don't have to go outside <laughs> the venue the whole day oh but, a venue! i thought you were talking about like a bowling alley or something no no this is that that mariner that's uh uh thunderdome was the uh venue and um i smoked like three packs of cigarettes on the last day of that fest jesus nice. just non-stop smoking drinking i had a fake id and just i was just after it. It. yeah i was getting after it all these crazy bands all this cool social shit but just fucking non-stop smoking dude and at the end of that weekend i woke up and i felt like somebody was sitting on my chest dude I was like, fuck, yeah. this is whack, dude. And then we went to the airport, and they had the smoke bubbles, the smoking bubbles. They had fucking rooms that you could smoke in at the Baltimore airport. Yep. And we went in there, dude, and everybody uh, was just old and gray and fucking Just monotone just like, coughing uh, and it's just making weird noises and shit and you're just seeing all these people that are just smoking are- themselves to death and I was just like it's like a horse track on a wednesday afternoon just yeah. miserable <laughs> yeah and I was just you like know? fuck this that was my last cigarette I, well obviously not my last cigarette I've had a couple since then but I'm saying that when I decided to quit was in that fucking Real. airport smoking box with all the people that were dying dude the smoking box you take your nails
3: and run them across any surface and you are just- just picking up, this
1: uh, bar, bro. dude. This it's all just even stand for Psycho
2: Fest. Bar. Just Psycho Fest, even going to that and go. We uh, decided to cheap out a little bit and go to stay at See Circus, circus. <laughs> and And uh, yeah, I was like, we'll stay at Circus Circus. It's like I mean, it's still expensive because there's a huge festival next door. But um, you could just tell. I mean, Ricky, avocado oh, he was there with us. Like that, just you could just tell the decades of smoke that have gone in there. Like they, oh, yeah. there's no, barely anyone smoking in there now. But like it was just caked like 50s gross. I don't know how to explain it, but they're like mop like fixing you
3: all the carpets and shit. You can't wash the
1: walls enough, dude. No, no you, you can't. can't. You gotta
3: paint them, dude. I was a painter yeah. for a long time and I went into some houses and apartments that people must have sat around like you, and it just had three packs in a day every day. And yeah, you gotta put like primer, like oil kills primer on that shit, or it'll bubble back
2: through. It's nasty. You gotta paint the carpets too, dude. You're like, Oh, fuck. you can't get
3: rid of that smell. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's the there carpet. forever.
3: We <laughs> used to have ashtrays on airplanes, man.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's I, that's before my time. When's no, the last time? I've actually on ashtrays, bro. I've, I've been on, a, I, I mean, it wasn't legal, but I've still flown on planes that still had them. And I'm like, damn, this is an old plane. <laughs> <laughs> the little
2: the little flippy things? Yeah. That's right yeah, there really on your geeky.
1: fucking, right there yeah, on man. your armchair. On the armrest. Yep. That's God wild. Dude. And And the fact that they had smoking sections on planes, like, what? like you just have to be back in the last it's just five like a rows. fan
2: it's like put, like going against it like, no, like a, a it hole. goes all the way up
1: front and everybody <laughs> yeah. just breathing the smoke dude there's i guess Jesus it's for people is like okay i guess we're gonna have to just breathe it no matter what but we don't want it right in their face this is this is true this put is right here this,
2: this. like the concrete walls even smell like cigarettes <laughs> it's like oh yeah dude
1: yeah i don't think there's
2: not for the amount of like gambling smoke that's gone into those walls like It just needs to be ripped down. I think like there's no other way to get rid of it besides rip it down and like dump like a Lysol bomb on it after it's ripped down, just on the circle around it. Just like make sure we're good, (laughs) like, and then rebuild like a brand new fancy hotel. It was surprising last time, Psycho. I think I've talked about this, but at um that Resorts Hotel, which is a brand new, it's like the most fancy hotel in Vegas now. Um, there was barely anyone smoking. Like, and I was like, is smoking illegal in casinos now? Because I didn't see anyone, I don't think, smoking a cigarette. Mm-hmm. But they just, people just weren't smoking anymore, you know? It was kind of a, a trip to see where it wasn't like everyone out of, you know, pulling the thing, like smoking, and just chain smoking. You could, there was ashtrays next to all of the, the the games, but no one was smoking. And I was like, okay, well, people are kind of catching on. That's, that's not funny. that sick anymore.
3: The concrete. Like Maynard <laughs> said, the only way to fix it is to flush it all away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah.
2: The area codes to are cigarettes. But uh, should we get started on the uh, yeah, dude? The path? So let's
1: let's uh, I don't know. Well, I have questions about sick drummer, but let's do what we do with everybody else with you, dude. Let's uh go back in time, Ian. Tell us about childhood. Tell us about what was playing in the house when you were young and when uh, you got hooked on music.
3: Well, um. I grew up in a house with my mom and my dad and a brother and sister. Um, there was always music out in the house, especially on like Sundays and everybody's cleaning and, and stuff doing, you know, I won't say chores because I hate that word, but I just said it anyway. Um, mm-hmm. My parents were first generation American. My parents were from Glasgow, Scotland, and moved here when they were like, you know, 23, whatever. And um, So they came from a lot of Beatles and Who and, you know, things like that over there. So when they got over here, Most of the stuff we listened to was a lot of John Lennon stuff, a lot of Beatles, a lot of Who. And then more towards the American side of things, there was a lot of, uh, you know, Rolling Stones, um, CCR, which is Canadian, but still almost American. And uh, stuff like that. Steely Dan was another big one. Um, Oh, yeah. And, you know, when I started school, I first took interest in music, you know, I think when I was about eight and i started in band playing fucking clarinet of all things Mm -hmm. we always had a piano at home my mom was a piano player um my dad was a singer and a guitarist kind of um i think real
1: quick i think that having a piano in the house always or i shouldn't say always just having it there is going to eventually naturally inspire a kid to just sit down and see what kind of noises they can make you know and and I think that having something like that in the house is a good thing, a good way to not be a pushy parent about getting into music, but at the same time giving the opportunity to see if your kid would be interested in it. Yeah, it's you know? instant
2: instant noise they can make. Like they could just walk up to it and be like, bam, 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 bam. Like, yeah, oh, dude, shit. and who, how, how yeah. cool
1: is it when you're sitting at a piano and, and you put two, three notes together that actually sound good then it yeah. triggers that 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 light bulb in your in your dumb where you're like, let's create. Well, it's create.
3: amazing how many good songs are just two and three notes too, which is the knuckle song. Remember, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> or chop, chopsticks talks. and all, chopsticks. all that. Shit. Yeah, uh, when you yeah.
1: learn how to play chopsticks, you feel so badass when you when you complete it. I've never
2: broken down the intervals in the theory of chopsticks. There's actually probably some cool chords in that. <laughs> so yeah it was
3: cool having the piano for sure and because my mom played you know we just weren't yeah. stuck it to our own
1: devices she would show us So would cool she play music. and just you'd be you know, listening to your mom playing around yeah, she'd take now. your fingers
3: and like move your fingers where they should go kind oh, of thing that's cool. and give you the foundation and you know whenever no one was home i'd play that and then uh after that i got to be about 10 11 and i was in band first chair clarinet at this point and i was you know more of a I don't know. There's nothing wrong with people who play clarinet, obviously, but it was just not my thing. I wasn't that kind of person. First chair means, like, lead? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I was always having more fun looking back at the drummers in the band because they were goofing off, and, you know, they were cooler guys, and they were having fun all the time. And I was, you know, I was like, yeah, this is it. So I just switched that next year to drums. And then when I was 10, I got my first Pearl Maxwin for Christmas. It was a five-piece. And I put it together and I sat down and I could just play drums. You know what I mean? I'd never had any lessons, but of course every drummer will tell you they've had little kits they built, you know, on their bed with pillows or, you know, pots or pans or, you know, whatever it may be. And you just, you know, sit and play and you learn. And so mm-hmm. I did have a practice pad before that for some lessons I took with this woman, but then, uh, I got the set and I could just play it and I've been playing drums ever since then. So 40 years, um, wow so that's where i'm from and that's what we used to listen to and um a little bit about my first kit i don't know i'm not sure where i should go
1: from here but um well i mean th- th- so you're saying eight o'clock or eight o'clock eight years old was uh <laughs> i was just it's eight o'clock. Clock right when I, started,
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's when I started getting the bug for it. and i actually now i can answer gotcha. one of your other yeah. questions you answer everybody is what got me first into it aside from what we we're listening to uh in the house like what did it for me like as a drummer i'll just, if i don't if you don't care i'll just answer that Go now it, yeah
1: yeah for sure
3: um i used to listen to a lot of different things of course mainly that stuff aside from what i mentioned earlier with my parents and then of course zeppelin and uh, other bands like that but the first record i heard that made me really 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 want to play drums for sure and serious was uh judas priest sin after sin and i was yeah, 10 yeah. when it came out Mm-hmm. And that was Simon Phillips on that record, and the intro to the song "Starbreaker." I mean, that was like fuck. I'm playing. Drums yeah, yeah. That's, it. that's quick, it. Quick, quick drummer,
2: drummer question for you. So, um, I was in Streetlight Records with Lee from Stratosphere as the drummer of Stratosphere, or was when they were gone. And I did Simon Phillips play in uh, Africa?
3: Uh, he might have yeah that's a very good okay. possibility
2: because I'm, he was like i'm pretty sure we met him at streetlight and he's all what the fuck it's fucking simon yeah. phillips right here He was like a little curly haired blonde guy right yeah 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 we like met him and i was just shook his hand i'm like i don't know this you is you mean was...
3: toto or <laughs> africa
2: oh toto jesus to- i called him africa
1: <laughs> that's the yeah africa's jesus. the song that's how bad it, that you know.
2: song i mean has influenced me it's like i actually made a big post long time big post like a 10 likes but uh, like a post about like how much that song is overplayed. And This is two thousand maybe eighteen, seventeen. It was like every like it was just every corner I turn, everyone's like, "Oh, it's all about Africa." It's all witty and funny, and I'm like, and like fun and blah blah. And I was like, it's being played. It's ruined now. Like it just went through like a, a pop cycle of everyone playing it, thinking like it's like the Rickroll. It's like that's. I'm not saying that was like good to begin with, but like it's all of a sudden like everyone knows about it, and I'm like, oh, my like metal in me was like. It's, sucks now i don't like this yeah
3: he was in toto he was in toto Toto. with a million other crazy drummers you know the totos had like carlock and yeah phillips and percaro and you know just an insane lineup of drummers um and other musicians as well um but yeah he was in there for a few years years ago i think dave carlos just posted something then he was in again later on um i don't know the years but i was never a follower. toto was cool but i just don't know that much about him Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but that shuffle, Picaro again. Going back to Picaro, or or even you know, uh, the Purdy shuffle, Bernard Purdy. I don't know if you can say he's the one that came up with the shuffle, but that that Toto shuffle from Africa that everyone emulates so often. You know,
2: that's like pretty. The, the shuffle blast, the Toto shuffle. The, yeah. like, I know, actually had like-
3: uh, the opportunity when I was younger. After I started playing in school, I took some lessons for a little while when I was about twelve or thirteen uh, here in town with a guy named Steve Egan, who's passed away now, but he used to play in this band called No Camouflage, and he was outstanding. Um, Had this whole roto-tom set, actually, which we used to play on, which was fun. It's
1: a roto-tom.
3: It's like a clear drum that's mounted. There's three of them mounted to a um, metal framework, and you turn them to tune them.
0: Mm. Interesting.
3: They're kind of cool. And then I got the opportunity when I was about 15 to go to – uh, the Eastman School of Music, and take a couple lessons from Dave Mancini Jr. and one from Steve Gadd himself. Oh, damn. Wow. He, he played that shuffle for me the day of that lesson, and I'll I'll never forget it. <laughs> God yeah. damn. Sorry. Hell yeah. Um,
2: so, and that was 13, fucking... you said? Yeah. 13, 15, yeah. We need the drummers in here, man. <laughs> Which, like, nah, dude, the, it's like, yeah, dude, it's all good. Don't be in and and you're like, we're like, what's a
1: roto tom, dude? It's <laughs> <laughs> so like RoboCop, dude. Uh, it doesn't matter. Roto <laughs> with a T, though. A lot but, of people uh, don't know what
3: yeah. roto toms are because they're really not a thing anymore.
2: I thought they were the thin. They're the thin toms, right? They're like super they're, thin. They're ones like this
3: round, and the next one's this big, and then the next one's this big. So there's oh, okay, like, I
2: see. You know, there's three of them on a rack,
3: and you can turn them to tune them. And they're high-pitched. You know, they're almost like concert toms, if you will. But, um, you know, back in the day, like you mentioned, like Flotsam and Jetsam, like bands like that, they all had their three rotos before their first rack. You know, it was like the okay. thing to do with the big yeah. cage, you know. But some guys still use them. They're, com- they're coming back. They're they're making a resurgence. The guy, uh, my buddy that plays in Sulaco, which is guys that used to be in Lethargy and other bands. Yeah. He just bought a set of rotos and I actually live streamed them a couple months ago with the Rotos and he used them and it was funny. I was laughing. But uh yeah, some guys That's are have,
1: now that you just brought them up, I've always um recommended that band to a lot of people and they're on um, bullets, right? Weren't they? They, on, they, they were they were anymore. anymore. They're we, looking we, for a new one now. Okay, we're, uh we were starting like the cryptic time, they were they also were on. And yeah, that, that band came out of lethargy and it it's another one of those bands. We talk about these guys or these bands that I, I really truly believe that most more people should know about. Like Sulaka is one of those groups Absolutely. super technical, catchy metal, you know. I'm glad and you guys
2: are talking about it. I literally have never said that. I've seen I know what it looks like. I've never tried to say it though. I was a su- Sulaco. Sulaco. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. The I name re- came from uh, it. the name
3: came from some ship on Star Trek, like the USS Sulaco, I believe. Nice,
1: <laughs> nice. Oh yeah, check it oh, out, yeah. guys. I've known those guys my whole life, and
3: they're all awesome musicians. They're a great band, and they do a lot. They still play a bunch. You know, their last album was killer. If you haven't heard it, Oh, You know, Gilbert. What's up, Mister Gilbert?
5: Appreciate
3: it.
1: Your your area has. You know, a lot of good things have come out of there, dude. And um Well, back to real quick, if you don't mind me interrupting. I'm sorry. No, the history of how Sick
3: Drummer started. Um, the reason Sick Drummer started even was because I was a computer dork, and I was always building computers and websites with pen and paper before, you know, CMSs were around. And I was buying and selling domain names for fun. And one day I just came across the domain name sickdrummer.com, and I st- I just bought it. I'm like, holy shit, that's cool. And about a month later, I had a website built and I had my first interview up with Bron Daler. Um, it was right oh, back here. Yeah. Hello, yeah, Bron. I can't, he can't his, his face is getting blocked by my. There he is. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> and I also, so Bron went to my high school, right? I, I've oh, known cool. him for a long time. I was a senior. He was a freshman with my sister. Um, and Tim Young, I've known him since he was about 14. His parents used to bring him to shows and drop him off and pick him up and uh, Dave Colross, of course. I've known since I was 18 and a half ish 19. And those three guys were the reason that I bought that domain name and built the website
2: and the reason all this exists. Wow. Oh yeah. That's fucking rad, dude. Yeah. It's That's pretty- a I mean, I similar thing. I mean, it's so funny because you sick drummer. When I was a kid, it was sickness.net was my uh that was my website I built when I was in the nineties. It was probably ninety eight. Yeah, yeah. And I like like, was interviewing bands and stuff, and then it's funny that I'm doing it now because I like left that, started picked up a guitar, started playing music, and then you know, Are my dad joking already. Did
3: <laughs> no. so that one go over your heads? I'm down they with did. it. What what did you say? it? He's like, Oh, I got sickness.net. I'm like, I'm down with it. This uh, is before down with the sickness, uh, oh, with the sickness all, right? all right? So that hadn't been dropped yet. So I'll slow down on that day joke. for jokes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's uh. If you make a GeoCities joke right there, I would I would be down with it's that. That's so funny. GeoCities, <laughs> hello, pages or did you search Gs to
3: find that one? Oh my god! No, I searched uh, Netscape, dude. I wasn't even fucking oh, with
0: that
3: <laughs> Netscape. Then I built an OS commerce website to sell garbage products to
2: people. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, dude! You guys are fucking totally red.
1: computer nerding out, dude. Dude, you just so got through the computer, computer nerd. You work in IT yeah yeah i literally oh, was
3: uh, i was literally writing websites on pen and paper i read books by this guy david taylor and code and i just took my own courses and just learned it and i was just building them with pen and paper before you had stuff like dreamweaver and mambo or nuke or os commerce or joomla or any of these you know platforms and i'm still yep. a dork about it but i don't keep up that anymore I mean, I'm no, I
2: know. It that was that was a fun time i mean actually figuring out the code and stuff and seeing it you know seeing it actually come to life and shit that's where i got started with it but yeah i started you know getting all fucked up and decided to play guitar and wanted to party so So, uh
1: (laughs) i was gonna gonna say uh back to pre-sick drummer though because i want i want to you're talking about 13 to 15 is when you started taking lessons getting serious with it was there any uh bands or guys that you were jamming with back then that uh you know you may have created music with or played covers or whatever
3: a little bit uh not not so much but my brother my older brother who's a year and a half older than me uh plays guitar and he's pretty sick so i always had someone to play with
1: were you guys listening to the same kind of stuff
3: oh yeah pretty nice. much i was a little heavier than him he was more into like john mclaughlin and blues oh, oh, guys like that or um you know Django reinhardt kind of crazy mm-hmm. shit mm-hmm. um but he could also rip Van Halen like nobody's business or Ozzy or Fish or not Fish, but that kind of music back then before Fish came out. And then when Fish came out, oh, dude, I don't know if you guys like Fish at all, but um, there's a solo on their first or second studio album from I love a Trey. Yeah, Trey's awesome. On Like an Antelope. And their solo is like 12 minutes long. And my brother plays it f- fucking note for note perfect. He took lessons for a long time from a guy named Checatello who was in a band called Spyro Gyro, Grammy nominee multiple times. He never won one, but my brother was definitely schooled on guitar. So, you know, I think that's a lot of the reason that I have the style I have now. I'm not a metal player, really. I've been in metal bands, but I'm more of a, uh, let's say, King's X meets Allison Chains, Old Sabbath, Fate's Warning, Dave Matthews kind of drummer, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah,
3: yeah. And I've always had a really weird take on two and four and where it is. And um, I've always gotten a lot of comments from people about how weird my fucking timing is without being off time. Um, yeah. But no, not really any bands until like a little bit after high school. And then I joined a band called blind harvest and I was with them eight years actually, and moved out to Colorado and we toured around and put out a couple of records. And I came back and I was in and out of bands um, called summer and junction five God size hate uh band called Cypher, and I'm in a band right now called uh Last Days of the Sun, and my guitar player is this guy, Bob Brown, who was actually in a band with Braun. When they were like 15, 16, it was a Christian band called Covenant, and Braun was a singer. And he was a really good singer. Mm-hmm. So it's weird to be in a band with that dude now, and he's, he's a riff monster. He's a oh, huge yeah. King's X fan and a huge Crowbar fan, so you cross... King's X with Crowbar, and that's how this dude plays, man. Nice. Maybe a little, I love Crowbar. A little love... big wreck in there, too. A little Ian Thorny style. Oh yeah. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. I've done a lot. I've been in a lot of CDs, been in a lot of bands, done a lot of fun stuff, but never anything major. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Gotten open for some cool bands and shit like that. Open for Candiria, Open oh, for Santa Church. Oh, no. I opened for fucking Tea Party and Creed and Jefferson Airplane. I mean, I've done a bunch, but nothing uh nothing really consistent
1: so then talk about how um you got into the more extreme side of things if your brother was not necessarily into the more extreme uh aggressive styles of music how did you come across that who who was involved in all that kind of shit
3: just basically um going to record stores because what's funny is it blows my, and I was big with the Scorpions and Russian priest and all that. I mentioned priest and you know, that's not death metal, but that opened the door to death metal. And what's weird to me is that I was 10 years old. There was no internet till I was 23. So when I was 10, it was 82. And somehow, some way I knew that like Led Zeppelin four was out or blizzard of Oz came out or sin after sin came out. And I went to the record store or the, you know, whatever store in the mall when we would go with my parents and I would buy, you know, or they would buy me or I would buy me with allowance, these records mm-hmm. or tapes and I knew them and it's mind blowing to me because it's not like they were in the newspaper. You know what I mean? They might've been in like a hit parade or a circus or something magazine way back in the day, which I would grab one of those in the shelf when I you know, could and bring it home and read it and hang up posters of, you know, drum sets and bands and oh, yeah, dirt bikes yeah. were the other thing. Magazine was, my posters. bedroom was full of you know, girls, dirt bikes, and pictures of drum sets from catalogs. You know, nice, just dorked. I out, never
1: but. had
2: the ball, I never had the balls to put up girls, really. <laughs> no. Yeah, because I was—I don't know why—I was just like that was like my secret. I was like, "Man, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go look at girls on my own." Like,
3: I'm talking you know, tasteful like, pictures, though, not like the Playboys you mentioned. Not earlier. the Carmen, I mean, not like, the
2: Carmen Electra, like because those were like every time I walk into a garage back in the day, I'd just be like Carmen Electra, Pam Anderson, sure. Cindy Crawford, yeah, Mac, too, like you know, hauling Yeah, ass. like on, just all going like just you know doing their pose, their bathing suit,
3: and I'd just be like, Damn, oh, mine were mine goes. were totally clean. I took pictures from like you know J.C. Penny catalogs of girls in nice sweaters <laughs> For and <Winfrey>. things. <laughs> <laughs> Over Winfrey,
2: fucking Cindy Crawford, fucking Mike Gilbert killing. It. I had like um,
1: Cradle of Filth posters and shit. I'm well, surprised. Yeah, those ones. Was... Yeah, but there were some pretty racy Cradle of Filth posters. Dude. But like, you can hide it in the I art, had, you know. And I it wasn't in, like a, it, w- it wasn't the directly sexiest tits one. I, the sexiest one was on the ceiling above my bed. <laughs> so just every night I'd be staring at this like god, trying to hit it chick yeah totally dude trying to shoot it down (laughs) yeah if i if i ran out of all other options that was always there for me dude when i uh i moved to
3: denver when i was 21 with the band Mm -hmm. and we did a bunch of stuff and played and toured and then i left there about three years later and when i came home i actually went and tried out for joey belladonna's band in syracuse i didn't get the gig but that was fun going to try out
2: joey but who's is it anthrax
3: It was Anthrax. Well, he was not in Anthrax at the time and doing his own thing. And he put an ad in the paper, literally the newspaper. And I saw it and I drove down and tried out.
2: Damn, that's crazy. (laughs)
3: Yeah, that's cool. Then, you know, yeah, Mike Gilbert. I love fish too, brother. And, you know, I got to say, when I'm online and seeing people like, you know, I don't say any band sucks. It's just not my thing. Mm -hmm. It's just four or five or six people getting together, doing what they want to do. And that's fine with me. Totally. Right. So, when you see comments like, oh, dude, Fish is the worst band ever, they suck. Like, think about that for a minute. You know what I mean? I know, no, no. it's insane to see. Nothing about them sucks. You just may not like it, but they are oh. all just virtuoso incredible. They are and more professionally Especially Trey, but Mike Gordon. Yeah. I mean, they're all sick, dude. Just sick, sick players. You know, and they've been touring for quite some time and they don't look like they're slowing down at all and they're selling out arenas still. So,
2: there's irony in that like a suck. band that's super like pr- like a weird trippy and that someone just doesn't get it which is their yeah. point and they're like they mm-hmm. suck dude because they're not like trying to be like underground it's like well you're trying to be underground they're like trying to trip you out and you're just not understanding it because you're not adept so, enough to understand so what as a doing. person
1: who, who's always heard about the band but never really dove in is it jam rocking the the grateful. No, dead. Dude, they they I suck, dude. I'm just kidding. Uh anymore. it is no, it's it's jam rock. They no, it's kinda totally. but is it jam is like the was that like the next generation from the dead? Yeah, that, pretty much. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. There was the uh, band, you know Oysterhead. Did you ever listen to Oysterhead with Les Claypool? I think it was yeah, trey Ozzy and the and uh drummer of the police, right? Yeah. 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 And then was... uh,
3: I also saw the Jazz Mandolin project one time, which was Fishman. Um yeah yeah met him in my town that was cool. But yeah, they're a jam band. You know, mm-hmm, a yeah. lot of piano mm-hmm. and a lot of guitar solos like the Dead, but just on a different level. I'm a huge Dead fan also. I've seen the Grateful Dead 13 times before Jerry died. Yeah, I used to travel around a little bit, met my wife at a Dead show. My daughter's name is did buy, Cassidy. Did you buy there any was,
1: acid in the parking lot?
3: Uh, at one time when I was into acid at uh, Buffalo 1993, I took 13 hits at the same time Woo. and went to the show. Went to the Dead? <laughs> Good times. Woo. He became Dead. But it's living. weird because it doesn't <laughs> mess you up like 13 times more than one would yeah you know, it's not like 13 fold fucked
2: yeah yeah it kind of adds so to what you got going on in last fuck. longer yeah 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 last longer is the main thing i remember like my, like the when weekend. i was yeah i remember when i was <laughs> before i turned 30 i was like i took acid with like these guys that take it all the time and I, everyone took a half of what they took and i took what they took which was three times what everyone took and <laughs> i was tripping for like 22 hours i was like that yeah, happens yeah
1: well, I got it. I'm like I understand. Well, I mean, there's uh, they attribute those dead tours of being one of the main reasons why acid spread throughout the country, yep. you know? Well, or they, they used to the live world.
3: with Ken Kesey in San Francisco, and he used to make it in their basement. And when you make acid in a house like that, there's a byproduct, and that it becomes a powder that floats through the air you can't see. But Whoa. you get up in the morning, and you lick your teeth or something before you go to brush your teeth or whatever, trip it.
1: Whoa, just like, just
4: every like,
2: day, yeah, just take it, and all of a sudden, someone appears. You're just like, What the fuck is going on? Oh, yeah,
1: hey, so someone appears Oh,
3: nice. I
2: see what you did there. We finally got a drummer on here. The
3: professor is here, dude. Thank you. What's up? Just kidding. This has been fun without you. It's Yo. be better
5: now. Do we got <laughs> there? He is. Tell me about taking acid, <laughs> getting high without taking acid, I guess. Was just well, yeah dude, the, the byproduct
1: uh, you so you're saying the byproduct is in the yeah, air the byproduct,
3: and the you... when when ken kesey and the dead lived together in san francisco in the hate uh asbury district years ago after they moved out of the apartment above ben and jerry's they had a house down the way and uh ken would make acid in the basement and the byproduct of making acid produces a thin vapor or powder if you will um so when you're sleeping no matter where you are in the house it just spreads around and get up in the morning and lick your fucking teeth and 20 minutes later you are tripped out like you just can't not be high if you stay in the house where the acid's made dude pretty much that didn't last very long they got busted and shut down oh yeah a trippy meth lab yeah sorry (laughs) but i me and my buddies used to you know in my my senior year we would skip school and just drop acid and go to like the six flags and ride roller coasters all day man
2: hell yeah did you ever watch that story on steve-o steve followed around the dead for a while that's how he got started i mean like making money is that he would follow the dead around buy what you know one couple hits of acid resell it for you know 10 bucks more buy more acid until he was getting to sheets and selling sheets and that's like how he started making money for a while was following the dead around and just that's just not how you got paid. you're saying that's how he just made money i didn't mean yeah. to say famous Yeah, that's how i started making money yeah yeah i was like
1: because i thought you were gonna go into like something like he and then jackass the the <laughs> no
3: that's cool i didn't i didn't follow them around per se like i didn't have a van and went like show to show to show to show to show but i yeah. did see i did see a bunch and one
2: of one of them i took a tank of nitrous to and i made a lot of money <laughs> yeah oh yeah it's like it's like the Prague. i mean rush is the Prague grateful dead like there's you know you watch all their documentaries and stuff and they're like oh i've seen them uh, 172 times like, well, mm. like people are like insane they like follow them on multiple hey, 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 hey.
4: what did i miss what did i miss <laughs> I missed everything so, i'm about
2: to go so what's going on mean, like what what the sound makes when you hit a drum like what's it sound like <laughs> cool now my pictures. i learned i already learned
1: player. what uh uh roto toms yeah. are dude yeah i know when you talk about
2: roto toms and like there's two no drummers here i'm like i kind of know what they are and he had to explain to us dude, and, we, like, it was
1: a failed I, attempt at, it was a failed attempt at a gear talk before the real drummer showed up dude
4: i hit a roto tom tonight dude
1: literally <laughs> were you in the eighth
3: were
4: you in like 1986 before you got here yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> i just have one just copying just Danny one. Harry. like a big one 14 inch there nice you know because
3: i'm a nerd so um i know you guys are just joining in but i want to address something real quick before new questions come up that's, all, that's uh, all good when i when you asked me if i wasn't in with playing metal and stuff with my brother how did i get into metal after the music i explained that we grew up in listening to in the house and um basically I, like i said judas priest and, and and iron maiden and ozzy and these kinds of bands were the heaviest thing to me at that time and that opened the door to different things so then when i started learning about um let's say maybe celtic frost or um face warning especially and i know face warning is not considered death metal but to me it is i know it's progressive mm-hmm. okay. um, but that especially uh awaken the guardian um really changed how i looked at music and then in 1991 and 93 of course death human and cynic focus really right. changed everything so that's where my love of metal started Right there with those bands, um, oh, yeah. and I'll still put the work of Steve Zimmerman on "Fate's Warning" "Awaken the Guardian" go- up against anybody. Man, it's I don't know if you guys are fans of that, but I've never even. It, it's one of my to it, top probably. three favorite albums of all time for drums. All right, was that okay. "Suffer the Masses"? Uh, what is it called? Yeah, "Flotsam and Jetsam" "Suffer the Masses." Oh, what's the, what's the one you just said though? Uh, "Awaken the Guardian" from "Fate's Warning." Right. It's good. a it's an acquired taste, but.
1: I love it. Those guys um, Jeff coaches. Wagner, he's been on the show uh, and he also does a show with our, our friend Hunter Jin from uh, Canvas Solaris. And um, it's called Radical Research. And he's actually done, I, I want to say, more than one Fate's Warning book. Oh, that's so, right. That's yeah. what he's
2: writing books for. Okay, okay. And, and so we'll he's band. he's just
1: a super, super nerd when it comes to uh, Prague in general, but oh, Fate's Warning. So... And, and I uh, forgot the yeah. player. Sorry. Just wanted to give a quick uh, plug to uh, our homie, Jeff Wagner.
3: Yeah. I mean, hello. Fates Warnings had so many good drums. Every drummer they've had is one of the best drummers ever. You know what okay. I mean? That's they went sick. from Steve Zimmerman to like Mark Zonder um, to now they have Bobby Jarzenbeck in the band.
4: Who's, who's uh, um, Okay, right. Oh. <laughs> Sounds
2: know, familiar. Oh. it's like one of my favorite <laughs> drummers
1: yeah he's like one of, the, one, of the funnest, one of the funnest drummers to watch play out of everybody
3: he's incredible because you can give him a score and like a day or two later he'll sit in the studio and play it with you know the sheet music on his side here and just watches it while he plays and i saw him record this not the most recent face warning record but the one prior in this like um old barn up in connecticut somewhere i forget the name of it but just watching how he hits drums is inspiring, and
1: oh, dude! You know, I doing... that. still I do the behind the
3: behind, him the thing. behind him stuff with like the yeah, gang kind of thing, and I mean,
1: I, I've said it before. I bought, I I have a physical copy of his. Uh, Instructional DVD, and it's one of the most entertaining things to watch. Yeah, if you can't play drums, just watching it, you're just
2: like super. Like I would show to people that weren't drummers, and we'd be like, "What the fuck is that guy doing?" Right? Yeah, he's killing
3: it. Is what? Now he plays with George Strait. I mean, and I'm happy for him. What he does? Yes, he's out there on
1: huge arena tours with George Strait. He's making,
2: dude. He's my last. I heard was Halford. I haven't really kept up. Yeah, he was doing that, and he
3: also did. uh... No, it wasn't. Maybe it was Halford for a minute.
2: Yes, it was, because
3: actually they contacted me and asked me if I wanted to work on some, not Twitch TV, but some other TV thing that was on Roku a while back. Um, but um, Sebastian Bach, Bar- okay. driving back, played with him for a while, yeah, before yeah. Halford, before Straight, but mm-hmm, after. Mm-hmm. I think he's still in Fate's Warning. I guess if they write another record, it'll be Bobby on it, but...
2: Yeah, that's, that's where
3: uh, that's where my metal came from.
2: That's one, um, Fate's Warning, and also another band I always like. I still haven't dived in. You can make fun of me all you want. What's that Queen- Queensrÿche album that everyone says is like the Operation of- Mindcrime? Yeah, crime. yeah. I'm like still waiting for the right time to like get into it. I've never. Everyone it's, just goes like, that's the best prog, or like yeah. beginning of the prog story, prog, where it's like a from beginning to end, like it's got the that's, continuity. That's a
3: headphones must, start to finish. Don't interrupt.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. Rage for
3: Order is my favorite rock album, but okay. Operation Mindcrime is an, another masterpiece in my mind. And really those two were like, there's a uh, Queen of the Reich is another one of their big ones, but it was, you know, they were still a little raw at that point. I think
2: that's like Operation Mindcrime kind of like where like the dream theater style kind of started, right? Am I wrong or right on that? I'm not it's sure about like, the dates on dream theater. Um, let's see if that's what people have told me. I haven't, I've, can't even like have well no evidence let's for just that.
3: think about it this way um if mike portnoy did that right out of berkeley and he graduated when he was i don't know what 24 and he's 52 now yeah. 30 that's that's 28 years ago so i guess
5: that sounds about right
2: i feel like joseph had something to say about it I i'm getting up to the mic
5: oh no just i think you're right like the first dream theater record was 1989 oh, okay. i think the classic queen strike records were like late late 80s just before so yeah oh okay yeah. okay so it's right around oh yeah there. gotcha 89 gotcha. hold, hold
2: me under okay mm-hmm. damn hold
4: me under.
2: <laughs> sorry anyways so uh, <laughs> back on the uh it was great so you start up. so you've you've been consistently interviewing drummers for how long so you started in what year 2006 okay and, and then you kind of like built a start. So talk about building the team. How did you start building the other people to start filming and and getting you ready for, for more content and stuff like that? Uh, well, for a while it was me.
3: And then um, when, I, when I was like two years into it, I uh, decided to start a drum contest called Blast Off. And I chose Denver because it was kind of central, if you will. There was a lot of people that had interest in it. And I rented a venue out, and I got some judges. You know, John Merriman was one of the judges from Cephalic. Fuck, yeah. And J.P. Damron from Clinging to the Trees of a Forest Fire, Eric Park from Devourment. You know, we all we all got out to Denver, and I had uh, like 30 people from around the country come and play for, you know, cash and prizes that I had raised through sponsors, you know. And uh, that's, really, that's really how that, from 2006 before the magazine, um, when I was in Denver doing that competition, uh, I went to a barbecue at John Merriman's house afterwards and a guy showed up named Andon, who is, he was a drummer for a band called uh, enemy rain that used to have Sherwood from skinless on vocals. And I met him at Merriman's house and, um, He's a graphic designer who I work for now. I still work for him. I'm his project manager for the company I work for in Denver. It's his. Oh, rad. He's the guy that designed all these covers behind me here. Um, nice. Okay. And that's the night we came up with the idea of taking SickDrummer.com and going to SickDrummerMagazine.com and putting out a digital magazine. Um, was That idea was born in John Merriman's
2: fucking kitchen. Nice. Wow. Nice. Has right. there ever been like a thought to to make it... Like a paper. Magazine, there have been many like, thoughts. I mean, they had called magazine It's like a 6 journal magazine. Have you ever thought about making a magazine? Yeah, there were many thoughts. <laughs> uh, um, that's like as a special thing or something. Like not do like that's kind of like, you know, 30, like the, ten thousand uh, or something, but like so you don't lose. That, it, boom! Don't you get can get make purchased.
1: like limited runs for magazine. Limited run,
2: yeah, yeah, like a limited kind of cool, like nice run of like a fancy. Like a digipack of sick drummer or something like that, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that would actually be sick. I think a lot of people would buy that.
3: Well, I thought the same thing, but um, I made a note. I'm I've learned from watching your podcast that I should take notes when I have ideas because I know I'll forget them three minutes later and not go back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so going back real quick to what we were just saying about how did I get people on board to grow it? Um, uh-huh. People just started approaching me, and when I met Anton, the guy you know with the you know satchels that's when it really took off and he just jumped all in with me and started doing all kinds of crazy video recordings and live recordings, more, more content, more this, more that. And then, you know, I had friends that helped out and I had people who wanted to contribute and I had, um, you know, people that wanted to sell me articles and sell me photographs, but there was so much content that started flooding in because there was nothing like it. I really didn't have to, you know, worry about, a typical staff it was all people and, and and all the drummers that i started to know like became contributors like you know roddy and Reinert and all these Carl ross and all these guys just started submitting lessons and and videos and everything else um, and that became the content and it was great because it was from them which right. gave a lot more pro, uh yeah. you know a lot more what's the word i guess respect to the magazine even before it became as big as it is now um Sick, And then just over the years, it's been, some people move on, more people come in, some people move on, more people come in, you know? And I I definitely want to say thanks to everyone who's ever helped us in any way, shape or form. Um, it's incredible how fast it grew. And what's crazy is in the last three, four years, I've kind of slowed down on it as far as um, issues go behind me. But, um, the goal of any brand is for it to grow on its own. And that's where sick drummer magazine is. Now I could literally not touch it and it would still grow every month. Yeah. And it just happens to work out great now because we have tons of content coming in. I get guys like Steve Shalady and on tour, like, Hey, do you want some footage? I'm like, yes, sir. (laughs) Of course I do. Yeah. And I just get it all sent to me now. And with the way it went from what it is then to how it is now, and phones and everything else being crazy better the contents a lot better therefore it's growing faster that's one of the reasons behind
1: and it's, a, touch it. it's a somewhat of a household name for guys who've been around for long enough to really yeah um you know go out and 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 search through the caverns of all different realms of death metal you'll find sick drummer eventually it's it's bound to happen if you dig deep enough and it's it's not even a to dig it's just gonna i'm just saying if you continue to dig you're gonna run into it
2: it's like finding albums it's like an album like if you get into certain styles of music and stuff it's like oh there's this whole you can go down the
3: weeds on our youtube and i tell you yeah when we we talked a little while ago about you know coding and websites and dorkiness and all that that really helped out because when the website was starting and the website now i've always always known code and seo so yeah, yeah the domain name is so old now what almost 18 years ago i don't know yeah 17, something, something like something that crazy dude yeah it's got more power in google just because it's that old i'm kind of grandfathered in you know what i mean okay yeah, guys yeah. nowadays who buy domain names will have to work a lot harder to get to the top of a search engine than i ever did
2: i still like, notice like even with like Certain, whatever you're searching for, something something super specific. There'll be people that are placing ads and they still get above, like it'll be like, Well, want... that's the answer to Google. If you want to get up on Google, pay, Google. yeah. It's like, uh, shout yeah. out to Carrie Gear for uh, we were gonna buy concert tickets to something and then he clicked, he's like, Oh, yeah, let's fucking buy these concert tickets. And he went to he went to uh, it wasn't Ticket Masters, was like ticketfaster.com, <laughs> <laughs> <Ticketmaster>. <laughs> and he bought tickets for like three times more. He's like, Dude, they were like all oh, super expensive and shit. And I'm like, all, oh it's got like a the same blue logo with like an f instead of an m it's like everything's the same <laughs> oh my god except dude. at the very i don't know meters ticket meter and like he was like it's like only like 300 <laughs> something bucks or something and he was like actually no he was like dude it's like a lot of money for this and i was like why is it that much there's they're not sold out it doesn't make any sense that shit i like shit on there but um you know, yeah, what, it was you know basically what i did like uh what does the... this a... no go
3: ahead and finish your point man i'm sorry
2: no i was gonna say that like uh he bought them for like triple the amount. And he's like, he just texted me at the end of the night. He's like, dude, I got metered, dude, ticket metered. <laughs> <laughs> and like, That's he bought like uh, these resales that like were the, no reason to buy resales yet because it's not sold out yet. So it's like, he just bought them because it just was the first thing that came out. It looked like it looks like the, like you take the f- first part of the letter or the word and the last part. You're like, on, oh, quick, yeah, ticket master, whatever, go and just did it all quickly and he was like, Oh, they're kind of expensive, and then bought it and I was like, dude, they're like 25 bucks. Why do we spend like $160 on these tickets? <laughs> is he able yeah, to re- get so, a refund? No, no. They were like they got me. that's why <laughs> that's a joke between me and Carrie. It's like, oh dude getting metered. It was like getting screwed over. Like it's like a it's ever since then is yeah. So anyway, that's the the other thing the that helps uh,
3: back in the day when I started the Sick Drummer website, I was also working on other websites, like I said, and building for people and this and that. And I used to do this trick where if you buy a new domain name and you're trying to get it indexed by google it used to take quite a while you know days or weeks and there was nothing you could do about it um so i used to build these websites where, where they were like nowadays you see them all over like you'll click on something from facebook and you'll go to this website it's just ads everywhere right and it's, yeah, it's yeah. annoying and not so before that before that you know um before this version of those types of sites i would build websites where there were just literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages in the background that were being indexed for no particular reason other than me trying to boost up the PR ranking of a domain name, like anything from like, you know, carpet salesmen or automotive shops or whatever, and just lists and lists and lists of hundreds and thousands of them that I actually stole from another website that was doing it. And I hacked into his and took it and he was pissed. But what I used to do was like, you could go and open up an eBay auction for something as simple as a, I could make a pdf with like five recipes for chinese food and just try and sell it as a recipe pdf but what i would do is i would host the recipe pdf on the domain name i was trying to get indexed like sick drummer magazine per se so then when i launched the ebay page to sell this book which i cared not one iota about it was up there for five cents it was a joke yeah because the pdf was hosted on the website that i was trying to get indexed and google was indexing ebay multiple hundreds of thousands of times a day it then trolled to my website because that pdf of the cookbook was on it and my domain name got ranked in a fucking hour and a half (laughs) they don't let you do that anymore it's called hot linking but they used to yeah and it was sweet (laughs) (laughs) but to answer your question about print or print on demand i looked into every way from sunday Uh, the problem was, is that when I started stick drummer and it became something that I knew I could make some money on before I realized it really wasn't something I could give up my main job for. Um, the problem was, is it was going after money from all the advertising guys and marketing guys at companies. I won't name any names, but big name drum and symbol and stick and whatever companies you have out there, these were all run by people that were a little bit older and they didn't really understand because none of us did how important or how big or how fast the digital age was going to really creep in and take over. So trying to say, Hey, you know, you're paying whatever 2000 or $3,000 for a full page ad in like something like modern drummer or drum or whatever it may be. I'm charging three or $600 for this full page ad in my digital magazine. And I show examples and how we can do advertisements that move around and all this stuff, but they didn't get it. Because they're like, well, it's not a print; it's not a big publication. I mean, where's the return? And I'm like, well, where's the return? You're spending on a print ad unless you're putting some kind of, you know, coupon or something that can be clipped out in a printed magazine that you can actually, you know, gauge your ROI, return on investment.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, it
3: doesn't make sense why you wouldn't want to, you know, look at my numbers and say, okay, well, this is worth six hundred bucks. So that was the fight for a long time was getting consistent advertising money. Um, then I decided because it was hard, I started charging subscriptions for the magazine and, and that was a mistake. I did well for a while, but, uh, I decided at, at one point that I was just going to take the subscriptions away and give it away free. Cause it was growing faster, of course, because everyone's everything now free. Mm-hmm. Um, so my traffic grew back up and then I realized I'm going to stop trying to really go after these larger companies for, for the advertising. And I'm just going to focus on growing the brand digitally and then they'll come to me at some point to advertise with me instead of me having to fight them and track them down every other month or whatever to pay for an ad. Right. And it right. kind of worked out. Um, but I've looked into full runs. I've looked into print on demand runs. I've looked into black and white options. Mm-hmm. I've looked into all kinds of co options, like, you know, coming off the back of a print run with another magazine and splitting the plate cost and just cutting at the end and having two magazines. Um, for a while we had a feature in terrorizer magazine in the UK where, um, we had a, a column that was written by John Biscombe um, every month for a couple of years. And then we were going to piggyback a print edition inside terrorizer with a flexi disc. And it was just, it was all just very, very, very expensive for the, for the money that I had already been pouring into sick drummer, um, right, right. without any real guarantee, you know, this is going to work out and I'm going to just, you got to understand it's death metal. Of yeah, course. So yeah. I'm never going to have as many subscribers as someone like Modern Drummer because that's just the way it is. Right. And I came to that realization a long time ago. But then something else happened. And when we started putting on our digital issues and, and gaining so much notoriety, um, featuring guys like Longstreth or, or, or Cynic or, or even heavier, and you get like Callias and Longstreth and this and that, um, you start to see a magazine like Drum. Um, starting to feature guys like Shannon Lucas and Gene Hoagland and this and that, which they never did before. Um, And I like to think that that's basically because of what we were doing. They were trying to, you know, capitalize on, on that market or that market share. But the only difference was is that we were doing it because we wanted to, and they were doing it because they had to. Um, Yeah. Mm. They they stopped after a little while when they came to that realization, um, which actually helped me again. So, right now sick drummers at a really good point um i'm making a big push to up our youtube activity in the next year and a half two years if i can go ten nice. old from where we're at now i will quit my job just <laughs> you from go. youtube yeah nice that's dude. why i never went print on demand because the the, the the costs outweighed the benefits which is the same reason I got rid of grindstone.
1: And we're in a more digital world now, dude. I mean, when when I ask you, would you ever do a physical one, or if Joel asks you that, it's because we're from a generation where we used to buy the physical yeah. magazine. You like smelling right? it, flipping through
5: it. Man. Yeah,
1: totally, dude. I still have have a collection of magazines. You know, SMDs there's yeah. Metal Maniacs, and there's, and- a, Just there's
5: a there's um there's a Artifacts of Brutality is a new uh venture that just put out a physical uh magazine that it's just brutal death metal yeah. and um the the new editor i think her name is rishan she's awesome and they her at chicago Domination fest and that was where they launched the physical uh magazine so that's cool to see that kind of thing coming back it's very cool is, of, it a, is it yeah. a
3: magazine or like a zine is it
5: like thick or is Ooh. it like a few pages i think it's like a, a what Okay, it's I think it's a longer edition, not like a few pages. Oh, but that's, that's I actually cool. haven't held it. But yeah, it's would be interesting to to actually get a copy. I, you can you can buy one still. I think they're still selling. It. And they're, they're, they're working were, on volume two right now. Artifacts of brutality.
3: Artifacts of brutality.
5: Yeah. And then I just wanted to ask you, um, especially since you're talking about YouTube now and wanting to grow YouTube. Like, I was introduced to Sick Drummer probably through YouTube, the YouTube channel, and that was just, you know, 2006 or whatever, when I like started, you know, checking out YouTube. And I remember it was probably one of the first, you know, set of, you know, first channels I followed first set of videos. So what are like the first few videos that you remember hosting that really kind of took off or got people, you know, got excited about the, the channel and stuff?
3: Wow. That's a good question, man. There's so many, um, to think back, I would say the ones that really, help the initial growth which is i'm guessing what you asked is mm-hmm. stuff like um when marco petrozilla was in brain drill oh yeah um
5: that was a classic yeah of course, I get, you remember
3: that i used to get stuff from uh you know, <clears> orgasm, <throat> and i used to get stuff from um like the uh i'm on the wrong screen here i'm on the kelly death podcast i'm wondering why it's all okay <laughs> there we go i'm back um
4: <laughs> Uh,
3: Joseph, you weren't here when I said this earlier, and I hate to repeat for the guys that are on here, but um, Joseph, Dave Colross' son is in chat. Oh yeah. Dave and I were really good friends. We still are, but we don't talk a lot anymore. But here and there, um, but he gave me. He found a DVD way, way back too. Um, John Merriman also helped back in those early, early days, and in mm-hmm. bands like you know White People, Cannibal Corpse, um, Acacia Strain, you know goat whore pretty much anyone that was on the metal blade 25th anniversary tour um, really was a good jumping point um but Carl ross found an old dvd with loads of old material from overseas from malevolent creation and hate plow and he gave it to me and i ripped it to you know digital and i started posting those up and that was all during the time of the first wave of people noticing oh well this this yeah this is cool there's there's a lot of crazy videos on here then it just took off from there i guess
5: mm-hmm. gotcha okay oh, yeah. um i remember i want to just shout out i think did you host um did you host the george coleus video of playing through annihilation of the wicked is that a sick drummer video or is that just something else i think that might have been blast beatology or blastology Blastology.
3: Or that was that guy ken
5: uh, okay a different channel then yeah no we've,
3: we've done a bunch of stuff with george he was at my camp but no not not we probably have a video of him doing that song from somewhere else but i know that what Mm -hmm. you're talking about that wasn't me
5: okay okay just check in because yeah i I didn't do my homework before this i should have gone and (laughs) looked at the very first videos on the channel but i remember they that copycat
2: pieces oh what
5: (laughs) i used used to spend so much time prepping for
3: interviews i was just like i used to spend a lot of time prepping for nam like Mm -hmm. where am i gonna go who am i gonna feature what gear am i going to take pictures of that but i realized after i've been to nam like 13 times and i think about after six i'm like i'm wasting my time man because it's so different every time you go right i ended up getting better content and more content when i didn't plan it out ahead of time
2: i have so, a question for you about nam real quick do you think it's going to be the same thing a lot of people are saying it's going to start going you got you know, super, super loud audio just then,
3: like yeah shut up dude <laughs>
4: <laughs> she just leaves. <laughs> totally Get out of here, man. <laughs> Joel's gone. Well, um, uh, how is he gone? And we're still on. What of, was he saying? I can not yeah, it was
1: so aggressive. I couldn't pay attention. To <laughs> how words. is he gone? I, and we're, I, we're I totally screaming. wasn't
4: focusing on the question at all. It's the audio. For sure. <laughs> so,
1: speaking of nam, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <I'll laughs>
1: why isn't he popping back in? He's being a little bitch right now, dude. <laughs> Yeah, he's now typing. I'm a
3: I'm a I'm illiterate, so I can't No, Nam. I, I hope it's the same someday, but I highly doubt it. That's the sad truth. No. Unless they forget about you know summer Nam and just make winter Nam and Anaheim be bigger, um, but it won't be the same for a while because of the pandemic, obviously, and not just because of the pandemic, but because what the pandemic did to the in, uh, income that everybody who was a touring musician suffered. Mm-hmm. So now because there's tours out again. You bet your ass that all these guys are going to take tours right. versus going to Nam. You know yeah. what I mean. So yeah. it just won't be the same. And a lot of the companies, even three, four years ago, stopped putting as much money into the the you know the big events like you know the Tama Night Party or the Sabian Party or the Schechter Party or wherever it might have might have been. Those events used to be like movie worthy ragers, and uh, they're just getting lesser and lesser. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be harder to come back from. You know what I mean? I hope it is. And I hope it's something close to what it used to be. I'll still go and check it out, but I, I don't have high hopes for it ever going back to what it really was in the heyday.
1: Right. I mean, oh, thanks, man. I, I kind of have that drummers. feeling like how people have talked about NAM in the past few years. I'm like, I remember hearing everybody have super positive experiences when they went to the first i mean how long has nam been going oh dude since like i think the 70s oh shit. all right so i then i'm totally out of the loop i thought it was mainly like metal because i've never oh, been no one. no 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 it's wide.
3: everything there's halls there's a guitar hall there's a drum hall there's an electric hall mic hall everything dj booths you name it and there's 80,000 people there over the course of four days. It's massive, dude. Okay,
1: yeah. I I'm, was I'm just naive in, in the sense that... You've never I, been to one? I, I've never been to one, but I just know that I've always like vicariously been there through all the people that I, I know ha- that have been there. Sure, sure. I, I mainly always thought that since there were so many different metal musicians that were showcased at this thing... It was mainly metal, but that's cool. That, that it's mainly
3: metal to the people you talk to that went to the metal part of it.
1: Yeah. How do I? Okay. How do I sound? How do I sound? Yeah, it's good.
2: good. Okay, good. okay. Yeah, so, I mean yeah. Nam was a was. It's just it's you have to be pre- prepared for the biggest thing you've ever seen as far as like a a trade show is concerned. It's like literally, and that's what it is. Is a it's trade like, show for equipment. But there's like uh, like a hundred thousand. There's no, not a hundred thousand vendors. There's a that's two million square feet. Yeah, there's like of, five.
3: There's like three thousand vendors. It's three stories,
2: yeah. four stories. It's almost, it's,
3: it's almost three quarters of a mile long, I think, inside from one end to the other. And not Whoa. planning
2: like what you're gonna see is the biggest mistake you can make. Like, because we had a friend with <laughs> us, and he's like, he was no, like, no, oh, that's what go I was just th- saying. That's what I was yeah. just saying.
3: I started, yeah, yeah. I stopped planning it because I always had a better time after I stopped planning it and saw more. Well, I had it's a weird. great
2: time. I didn't plan it. It was fucking awesome. Like went the worst the thing after party. If
3: you wear the wrong shoes, man. <laughs> oh yeah i mean also too
2: it's like before like you know it's funny because we always said namthrex No, i'm talking like, about dude, dude. you know i'm
1: gonna be wearing sandals dude come well, on yeah, you're gonna work.
2: have shin splints in about three hours though. oh yeah it's brutal yeah, you, dude, you, you take know, like I, thirty thousand steps i'll run a, a fucking
1: day. marathon in sandals dude Oh dude, you're, you're, gonna, you're probably
2: gonna walk 10 like, miles a day easy yeah 10 to 15 miles a day probably it's like easy you're like so uh, don't yeah, buy i wore i wore um the flats i wore a slip-on vans oh the year i went and I was like, "Fucks!" I was like, don't underestimate
1: like, my fucking calves, dude. I got it those. It don't calves. matter. You don't want to get every day.
3: You're going to be sore AF when yeah, you get yeah. home. I could Let's... not walk like the first couple of years when I got home, man. Oh, it's brutal. So what yeah. I started doing was before I go to Nam, I'll spend like a week or a week and a half and I'll just walk more like, up and down stairs <laughs> or around my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Right on concrete That's with vans smart. on. <laughs> or chucks yeah. whatever let's go to the mall and let's like, do loops i also made <laughs> <in> <laughs> a couple years of going out that. and buying a new pair of shoes right before nam like oh yeah i'm gonna be smart you about know. this and get a new pair of, like you know some joggers that are super comfortable is that the best like like no hugging sort of shoes or running new shoes
1: balance shoes? dude i no. need
3: new shoes you buy and go to nam you're gonna be fucking sorry because yeah, don't buy in. new shoes oh. to go
1: anywhere that you're gonna be walking because <laughs> no. What cleats? You don't want thing. your working period to be your vacation. You want to work them in before you go on yes. vacation. What,
4: what's yeah. the ideal shoe for Nam?
3: Then
1: just a regular Nike
3: track shoe, you know, breathable that you've broken in and owned for at least six months. Okay. Yeah. That's comfortable. That's not going to rip your fucking skin on the back of your heel oh. apart. Jesus. You're not going to have totally total pain. I don't you have know, that. I don't have that issue with you flip-flops.
1: Nothing's on my heel, dude. You could try yeah.
3: flip-flops, but I swear to you, if you went to NAM and it was anything like it used to be, and you spent three or four or five days there like I do, you would be sore as fuck when you got home. It's like what? it's
1: like uh you way
2: know, to describe it. it's like, you know, the, the Vegas strip? It's like going like, hey, oh, the let's one walk to like the smoke? end of it. <laughs> let's walk to the the very end of it, the Vegas strip, and then back. Because there's a band over here though, the end of the it's like f- three or four miles to get there. It's like by the end of the day, you're just your your shins are on fire, like you're and I have like the I have the thigh rub, you know. Little, mm-hmm. Oh, get- got the chafe. I got the, cha- get the chafe. Get the chafe. Like you babe. need some fucking gold bond.
3: Like, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. But dude, it gets dude. to the point at night sometimes where I want to go out to dinner because I'm tired of walking and it hurts to walk to dinner. I'm like, I no, I just need to. That's, that's why gallon of water. Planning is good
2: though. That's why planning is good because you're like, I'm going to go directly here and I'm going to go to this guy. I'm going to go to this guy. I'll go to the beer tent. I'm going to come back and I'm not going to be like just walking in circles like you're looking for like you're shopping for groceries and you're like, oh yeah, I need bread with that meal that I already got. And you have to go to you the other side of the grocery yeah. store. It's nothing because I would just do that and before I knew it, I was like. I see, I, am, your point. I see my your point. legs are done. Like For me, toast.
3: it's a little different from my perspective, though. Um, no offense at all, because I wasn't Taken. just going, I'm going to, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to literally try and see and cover every possible drum company or drum relative company in Hall D or in the Marriott ballrooms or up on the third or fourth floors. Oh, yeah. So that's when I say I stop planning. That's what I mean. Yeah, i still yeah. planned where i was going to go and who I was going to try and meet and what parties are going to try and go to but i didn't plan any of the booth appearances except for someone like mapex or you know one of those huge ones where they actually have a calendar and schedule they have to stick to other than that i only really had to make three appointments or four appointments before every NAM in the last bunch of years and the rest i
2: just winged so carrie i just told the story about you getting metered carrie just showed up in the chat <laughs> i just talked That's about the meter story so what's up carrie? <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, Nam is a, a, I mean, I always saw that it was something that was humongous and that everyone was there. So I was like, like, of course I have to go. Like I got invited, I have to go. And it was literally, it was super fun. I got super sick afterwards. I was like, it's pre pandemic sick that everyone just gets sick there. <coughs> like everyone like gets the Namthrax, quote unquote, but like, I literally got sick and it was like, it's an experience, but it was I got to see, like, you know, the guitar player. What's the guitar player of uh, Testament's name? The Alex. Not Peterson. Skolnick. I just, like, walked up to Skolnick just, like, doing oh my like, God, a guitar player. F- I like... thought you said Tesla. I'm sitting here going,
3: how the fuck do I know Tesla's
2: guitarist? <laughs> I know Tesla's guitar player. I used to work in a uh, Sacramento Guitar Center. He'd be in there all the time. Oh, I know the drummer's Ronnie LaTecra, right? Oh, I, don't, I just know the guitar player. I don't even know his name, though. So I guess I don't know him. But, yeah, Testament.
3: Yeah. yeah. Skolnick,
2: yeah. Skolnick uh, yeah. would just, like, literally just be like, oh, you want me to – freestyle jazz over some like eastern indian, indian music and be like yeah you just shred over it and i'm like this is insane like i'm just watching these legends just jam. are you talking about that's right just uh, uh alex skolnick from testament like just that's the mm-hmm. cool thing about nam is that you just walk up to like a random oh, place dude. and they'll just be like a legend playing yeah. you know yeah, like and just been like yeah. just jamming with another legend and it's like let's keep it quiet because the nam
1: cops come and turn everything down you yeah, know, like, I've been, uh, I'm jealous. That's, yeah. that's the jealousy aspect of never have been to Nam is those experiences that everybody gets. Those to little have. jams you walk by are the best Hopefully part.
2: Hopefully it comes NAM. back. Hopefully it comes. I, I feel like, yeah, the, the summer one. And I feel like that took away from it, and people are like, and there's this narrative going around, and people going like, I think Nam's done. It's like walking, you know, that's like no,
3: you you don't, not you done out done. there
2: for a minute, but it'll
3: it'll come back. I don't think it'll ever be the same as it was, but I'm, that's I'm, what I'm saying. I'm thinking it might be kind of close, and then a few years later, it might get better and better and better, as the yeah, yeah. bands who suffered all the revenue loss during the pandemic are once again back on their feet in a few years, and maybe better than they were. then nam could be
2: what it was i think what they needed to do which was probably a hit to the franchise or whatever would just be like stop for four or five years and then come back on winter again like 2030 or something (laughs) like because i mean now we're seeing like an uptick of people getting sick like every every winter so it's like yeah uh, on top of namthrax people getting sick with this like you know other colds and flus going around like it's, I feel like that's not a good sales point for it, so I would just be like, let it like no. hopefully mellow out. And, and let's then, not like, forget how many companies
3: are not just from the U.S. that go to NAM. I mean,
2: totally, you got comp,
3: you got half of NAM is from Asia, yeah. You know what I mean, or Germany, or you know, Sweden Poland
2: or wherever. Poland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have they have a hand sanitizer at every booth. Yeah, you dude, sanitize up because it, it is not it is
3: not walking around just who you like. Anthony, you could you could walk around uh, one row. And go maybe 60 feet and see, like, oh, there's George Benson. Um, holy shit, there's uh there's dude from Carcass, uh, Dan, and there's uh oh yeah. my god, is that is that Paul Stanley or uh That's I fucking crazy. had walking I, around. I, <laughs> I saw walking Stevie around. Wonder, man. I fucking saw Stevie Wonder playing drums on a kit randomly what one day. Oh I had
4: That's just fucked.
3: seen George Benson, <laughs> then I saw Stevie Wonder, and then I walked down, there's Carrie King and Wow, what was
4: Stevie Wonder playing on the drums? It was like superstition. It scene. was
3: superstition, and he had a fucking like presidential <laughs> bodyguard unit. Uh, well, the next time to Joel go, goes, people are no checking their a cameras dude, up, dude. and his security's yeah. all like, "No, you know, just jump." Fucking so cool. Like David cool. Stain's got a security fleet like that, and uh, That's uh, so funny, dude. Security Stevie Wonder's
2: security. He, he had like twenty guys around him. No, me and uh, I think it was me and I forget uh, Gabe Sieber walking around and all of a sudden like we hear we feel like a guy go by. Like, excuse me, it's just like Patrushi going, like, excuse me, like
1: uh you know just I mean, to play guitar <laughs> like
2: like at the music man booth, which is right next to we're at the Ibanez booth. Literally
1: rubbing elbows with the big boys. Yeah, he's just all what's up. I was like,
2: what the fuck I got to meet Tommy <laughs> Aldridge last
1: time I was there, Same. which was
2: awesome. Dude, yeah, it's just they just walk around like and You know, Andreas Kisser, me and Pat uh, Kenny were like from *Sepultura*. It's like we grew up like worshipping, so we're like, "Oh, "Oh, we got to stop you!" And like, you know, like just random shit you just see constantly. It's it's not. It is a
1: weekend that I've always wanted to do, but I haven't yet. The best part about
2: Nam for me was I never
3: had to pay for it at all. I don't need a Nam membership, and I get a press badge, Um. which means I can go anywhere. So all the nighttime things like we filmed were (laughs) probably cooler than the Nam. Like. You know all the the the, the events for uh, Brian Tishy puts on. You know the yeah. tribute to Rush and the tribute to J- Randy Rhodes and this and that. Those nights I get to fucking sit and just sit right behind those drummers and film every one of them. And they the, the rosters you've seen for these guys doing these Rush tributes and whatnot. That was the best one. The Randy Rhodes one was cool, obviously. Yeah, but you know the Rush line. I'm a fucking had, drummer, drumming, dude. It was like, <laughs> goddamn, it was a dream. You know, just sitting there like holy shit
2: man yeah i can't believe I'm it's here. a lot at once it's a lot at once yeah. it, it's like you no know, it's there's like a secret show you have to go to the certain booth give them a dollar donation secret they give you a ticket to go to the grove and then you go to the grove and there's like this like underground it's all f- open bar everything there and like they just hand right. you like you get two tall cans it's like cool just go what to the show the and it's like it was body is? count is I think you're muted, Joseph. I think it's Body Count and Interloper was the last two that were playing. I was, I was like, there, dude. Yeah, yeah. You were. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. That's
5: right. <laughs> Super I don't think we listening. hung out. And yeah, but that was a sick night. We I got to go to a private a listening
3: party for a Meshuga release album. Yeah, the thing. drummer
2: Meshuga was like in our circle and like fucking. I, it was just dude, nuts. You this know,
1: sounds like crazy. the greatest weekend of all time, dude. Yeah, yeah.
3: It you was know? just. The last time I was there, after Nam was all done, I drove up to, I think, Pomona, where Glasshouse is. Is that right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I got to see Devin Townsend and Gojira in that venue with, like,
1: 300 Jesus. people. We should, get a, we should get a listening uh, Sick, party dude. ticket. We should get a listening party ticket for uh, Murdoch for the new Mashuga album. <laughs> God.
5: That would be awesome. Send in the He's press having... badge for it. God. <laughs> frame it, Yeah. <laughs> Is he joking? (laughs) Yeah, he's joking. He's joking. joking. Yeah, look at that. Look
0: look
3: at the fruit right away. Right away.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now I got to know this guy exists. So I'm gonna get. I'm gonna find that company that those jerseys are made from, and just get them a Meshugga, like a Murray Murcia <laughs> one. Mer- Suga, dude. Mer- Suga. Suga, dude. I got a link. I know where those shirts are made. Yeah, yeah. I saw it came up one time on my ads. One time, like, or on my uh, cookies or. Whatever it on is now
1: frozen in time, guys. Mer-
5: sugar Mer- Suga It's Suga coming soon.
3: It, That's how I'm gonna say
2: it after eight more beers.
4: Anyway. So. Hell yeah. Uh, so
2: good dude that's cool man so yeah i mean yeah nam's an experience if you can check it out please check. i mean there's also there's ways to get in that aren't invite only Because I, I heard it was invite only it is invite only but there's ways to get in if you have friends that are in any way shape or form an
3: artist or work for a company that makes some kind of instrument
2: yeah 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 we can i mean we can get in easily but i'm saying like for everyone to, i just want everyone to go yeah. and experience that like get in somehow like if you have a friend of a friend sometimes done. sometimes they sell the invites like i've had friends go like hey if you want another friend to come my buddy's selling one of his invites for no, 80 that's bucks risky dude i couldn't do no. that
3: because i get like <laughs> i think i get six or seven press passes for one magazine
2: yeah i probably shouldn't have said and i have taken
3: friends of mine you know they just are the reporter or the photographer for the weekend and i just take yeah. them to have the fun you know what i mean but they do work it's... for me they actually go out and do work for me they don't just fucking stand around and do nothing
5: which yeah, is awesome. Jeff
3: Ugle like, oh, got me in. You could stand around and do nothing. <laughs> like, no, yeah, man. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. pictures, no, what can I do? It's yeah. so big, though. When I tell you, like, how much walking you do, like, you walk in there and you're like, it's, I have no idea how to explain it, because it looks like it's not that big. It's like, a What's like, why I mentioned Vegas. It's like, oh, it's just a fucking, like, a conference hall. <laughs> yeah, just <it's a> convention. <laughs> and then you start walking, you're like, what the fuck? There's, we've gone by, like, 40 booths in this row already. Like, it's literally just, it's a big grid system that just goes forever and yeah you don't get to check everything out but like you might as well like know where you're going and plan it out anyways hopefully it's that big again they supposedly built that it's right next to disneyland anthony so it's like right it's like touching disneyland convention center it says nam yeah they built it everyone's like they made it that big because of nam like they wanted it's like nam
1: marriott that's right there yeah me and
2: trevor stayed there last year it was fucking it's insane. It, it, takes like... up,
3: it takes up 53 acres, dude. Jesus. Yeah. You yeah, were right I, I when you said the square fair, footage. Dude. You know, the square footage you said was, was, was pretty close here. Um, I said 2
2: million, but it might not be. That's, no, my no, might no, no, no maybe not. It's uh, 32 billion? I love 25 minutes 815,000 roughly. Oh, weak. But
3: <laughs> 53 acres, dude. I wonder how it's long crazy, it bro.
2: miles. But like multiple stories, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
5: You know, like that's insane. Yeah. Um so back to Sick Drummer. So um how would you say what what would you say are like the big kind of like milestones in Sick Drummer? So you talked about um kind of like some of the the updates with like kind of the revenue and like, advertisements and stuff, and then what about like kind of the other elements of the maybe there's like personnel changes you kind of also touched on, but how how do you kind of like mark out like the history of the the project, Sick Drummer?
3: i'm not sure if i really do man um, okay i think it just became part of me as it when i started i had goals like that sure you know what i mean i mm-hmm. want to have x amount of followers by this date and i want to have this many subscribers but it just took a different form and my life took a different path i guess um and I, there's really there had, some of the biggest milestones would have been you know a the blast off drum competition we did in in, uh in in denver um back in 2008 and then the 2011 drum camp in california where i had 30 people from around the world come and play and sit and learn from seven of the best drummers at the time for a week um which was a huge milestone and that really grew the brand exponentially i I wanted to go to that so bad but oh thank you man i wasn't i wasn't in california at the time but yeah there was a guy from Germany. There was a guy from India. There was a guy from Australia, Todd Hansen from Australia, from King parrot. Um, and then the instructors, you know, Sean and and Jean and Tim and Dirk and Derek and Gus and, um, campers came 30 campers from 13 different countries and these guys got to sit and have lunch with all these guys. You know what I mean? These are just regular druids and drummers, and they got to sit and tell stories with and eat with and, you know, just party with these drummers for a week. And me and Anton had, you know, a room in this house. So all the all the instructors and Anton and I and Dave Lozano uh, was the drum tech for it with a guy named Dane Cooks. We all had a house that we stayed in. Then there was like this huge barrack building and then there was a whole venue building on this one property it's a really weird property it's called Isis Oasis and it's like you know an earthly kind of spiritual place for people that go do yoga and all this stuff but the fucking place is in the middle of nowhere yeah. and it's really nice I mean and it was so affordable um, but that camp turned out awesome I wish I could have done another one but it, it wasn't in the cards
5: um, Spencer, um, Spencer uh, the Moore. drummer of no no spencer the drummer of son of aurelius oh, edwards spencer edwards was at that i remember that yes yeah. he was yeah 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 oh yeah man God. i was jealous as fuck. <laughs>
3: there was a lot of guys from bands at the at the camp um yeah yeah, yeah. he goes way back but eric schnee was there um you know bart from he's a guitar player from Covadis was there oh mm. Bart! yeah 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 and he was an yeah. aspiring drummer and just loved yeah. drumming. so he came from canada to see it and, and stay and Wow, you know we had, their, um, we had their drummer on. What was his name? Uh, Antoine
1: Baril. Quovatis drummer. drummer. Yeah, wasn't yeah dude, it was calling. Oh, Yannick, dude, Yannick, Pierre. Yeah, yeah,
2: God. God, I mean, so Chris, episodes, yeah. So many episodes. You know, From I feel like, <laughs> like
1: a fucking piece of shit that I couldn't. Know, who's Quovatis,
4: dude? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: <I know. laughs> Names are hard, man. Names are tough. Yeah, especially a name
1: like that
3: too. Breaking yeah. one hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube was a pretty good milestone.
1: Nice, fuck yeah, you. you. That's
3: and that huge. was just about two years ago, um, and we're already at like one hundred sixty thousand. But you know, you want to kick so, down with you. The so The next milestone for me is to tenfold revenue by just attracting more content and growing us.
5: So, so you're talking about uh, how it's kind of growing itself. Now, I was, you know, I would kind of think maybe that, like, with iPhones and cameras and everyone having their own platform, that it, you might think that like kind of drum content would get like decentralized and there'd be like less of a spot for something like sick drummer to flourish it would just kind of like kind of just disperse to like every drummer having their own platform but so sick drummer is still growing even in this kind of environment right now the interesting think. the interesting thing about what you just
3: said is that's helping us grow versus taking away from it because now guys that are in bands i'm not talking about fans that just get footage from the side or whatever you know but i'm talking about guys that are actually in bands contact me all the time and they'll be like hey i'm playing this show here or i'll reach out to them like in australia we just we did live streams in australia a couple months ago and now i've got this whole group of australian bands that are just emailing me all the time like hey i just filmed myself again with my band or I'm coming up on this big tour with these bands. Do you like? I had the drummer uh Cody Taylor from Sangua Sugarbog, this new mm-hmm. band that's ripping. Hell yeah! Oh yeah! He hooked Cody's me right. up one night, and he he filmed himself with a tripod for me because my guy was gonna go and he couldn't make it. I'm like, sorry. He's like, well, I just I'll just film it. I'm like, awesome. And then the same night, he's like, do you want me to film Paul from Cannibal Corpse too? I'm like, sure. Fuck, would you? Yeah. So now. I've got all these different people from all walks of life and all levels of their position in the industry, whether they're a brand new band or a national or a support or whatever it may be. And drummers themselves with good studios at home or, you know, whatever have the ability just because they have a decent phone to record a video. And their first thought is, Oh man, maybe sick drummer will upload this for me.
1: Right. dude. It's I was, while you're talking, I'm thinking about the fact that the, it, it's like kind of a badge of honor for the drummers it was for
5: me just this year yeah
1: yeah and and i totally it's humbling to say the least man and that's what's happening if if you're a drummer and have a video or multiple videos on sick drummer then that's yeah the badge of uh, a, a patch that you get to throw on your vest dude i appreciate that and i
3: hate to even talk about it because i don't want to sound like i'm blowing myself or conceited
1: well we're blowing you dude but <laughs> you're right and i, what?
3: I cannot tell you even last night i was on um max's you know stream and someone who didn't realize it was me sick drummer on there i was like holy shit and then they're throwing around the word legend and you know i've, I've been at stores where fucking strangers have come up to me in the middle of nowhere like um are you in like you know, do you have this drumming magazine and I've had people at NAMM tell me it was like a bucket list shit to fucking get a picture of me I'm like dude shut up I'm just a guy who started a fucking magazine man mm-hmm. but it's awesome and I, I wouldn't trade it and I'm appreciative but I hate talking about it because I I don't ever want you know any of that kind of ego egotistical you know portrayal dude, from me Colorado, spent, you know but,
1: spent almost two hours with you dude you don't have an ego don't worry about it well <laughs> thank you It's yeah. it's humbling that it's possible now. And the people think of sick drummer
3: as that, I, you know, it's, well, a,
2: you, you kind of done the same thing that a lot of bands have done. It's like, uh, they drum and you're like, fuck yeah, that's super sick. And now you've bought a collaboration of sick drum things for people that are aspiring drummers. And they're like, Oh, this guy's super sick. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like being a part of a band almost is like, so you're, you're, you're basically bringing like awesome content and, And influencing people that are starting to play drums and the people that have been playing drums for a long time. And it's like a different version of being in a band. It's you're showing them oh, this is what this guy looks like from you know, from behind. Sounds terrible. But it's like this is what the (laughs) what uh you know, (laughs) (laughs) what uh this is (laughs) but it's like basically, yeah. No, it's fucking awesome, man. You came at it from like a real fan standpoint, you didn't come from it like and I'm you hit be, a like, vein. Famous. I'm going to be famous. You're like, I'm going to show
1: people the sick shit. You hit a vein that um, is, is something that. Uh, He's talking about
3: behind. You're talking about
1: veins. This is getting gross, man. <laughs> <laughs> main vein. Main vein. Yeah. You hit, you hit the main vein with. uh, It's like I said in the beginning of the podcast. This is like one of the most enter, entertaining aspects for even people outside of the genre. When. When. I show death metal drumming to somebody who is not familiar with the extreme music. It is impressive to people outside of the genre, you know, it's, yeah, it's instantly. And, and um, so that's what I say when you hit a vein, which is this thing that is one of the most entertaining aspects of our music and no matter what you play or listen, or, you know, if you play guitar, you play, you're a vocalist. Or whatever. I'm just a vocalist, but I love watching drummers. Yeah. So that's the vein that you hit, dude. Just like showing all, showing the world as much of this type of drumming that you can possibly show, you know? And, and 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 that's where the badge of monitor comes because the drummers are like oh well, look at all these other drummers i want to be up there too and and that's where you get the phone calls like oh dude or emails put my shit up there please
0: yeah
2: it's it's, cool, it's, it's definitely like on tour with like you. Know, we uh casey and i went we did uh the uh Decrepit. cryptopsy tour oh sorry. and just that's like the first one or so I was like, I'm gonna sit behind Flo every night because we're like, we're friends now, and I'm just gonna watch. Because I've like, we had Josh Seitman showing us Flow videos, you know, like like, dude, this new one, it's like a shitty camcorder, like, and we're like, damn, it's crazy. And like, I was like, I'm just gonna stand like one foot behind him every night and just watch him. And I was like, it's it's an expression of art on drums that I, I know I, I understand the basics of what he's doing, but just to basically, it was such a free formed like breathing stuff it wasn't like on like a click or anything it was just kind of like this art piece you know and just watching that there's every some night.
1: drum beats from on once was not from flow that mm. literally turned my brain upside down in my skull. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like yeah. my brain stem detaches <laughs> my my brain fully does 180 up Your body starts losing oxygen. My third eye starts looking at my insides of my body (laughs) versus the universe. And (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now?
3: You know, the first time I heard Cryptopsy, it was none so vile. And I heard it in uh, Dave Colross's living room.
1: There's a story for you, kid. Hell yeah. Wow, Shit yeah none, none so vile is actually probably i think that's where i started too none so vile then i bought blasphemy made and then moved forward into the de years and and totally got completely hooked in those years
5: what about when uh casey was featured on sick drummer back in the day
3: yeah everybody yeah i, I, I don't, don't even have that locked and once.
2: loaded i probably should have locked and loaded that, I one. Know, I that on. I know. one i don't put that on i know casey was so was nervous, nervous. The first yeah. time
3: was like two thousand six or seven at the arcade in Rochester.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what it was, right? That
3: was the one. Fucking legendary yeah. shit, dude. Yeah, oh man. God, standing right there with a bullshit. You know what's
2: fucked up? Oh my god.
0: <laughs>
2: Casey was just like, dude, he's gonna film me. You know, I'm down. Okay. But like, I'm like nervous now. I don't know what's going. on. <laughs> he's like, I like oh, get shit. it. Like, there's a guy standing behind you, going like, like, this is like <laughs> the camera. And you've never had that before. <laughs> I was like shit. What you're? What's going on, dude? <laughs> dude, it's
5: condemned that condemned to nothingness yeah. is just <laughs> insane. No
3: oh my
1: That's god the camera i filmed you with, oh, with? what the it's fuck dude? it's
5: still in my office
3: dude <clears throat> damn kind of is a it pack like, rat is it like so
1: a- you you filmed casey yourself yeah with that I, camera i
3: stood behind him uh behind the rack or uh, the cabinet uh i think it was a guitar cabinet because i didn't want to stand by
1: well no whoever was
3: to casey's left probably would have mm-hmm. been bass
1: Dude, so that's crazy. So let's hear a little bit more of backstory about this night. Where was what was the uh where God, was the was it? um it was
3: okay, so it was two thousand seven or six. Six. Okay. It was Rochester, New York, it was down by Lake Ontario State Park. It was yeah, it was right on the water at a place called the Penny Arcade.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It's gone was this now. Bloodletting. It was
3: okay. I don't remember the bands. I know because there was different people that played with different bands, but I think it had to have been bloodletting blood
4: around
2: that time.
1: But we um, played Penny Arcade on bloodletting. I don't think it was. I thought was, it was, was later, though. I thought
4: it was Samuel later. Samus was there. If it has the white tom heads, it wasn't. Oh,
2: he said he said it was a oh, Samus Paul Shelley was Abigail Williams. It was faceless Abigail Williams, Decrever Birth, Vale of Maya. Okay. And Socroptic? No, no, no. Crowd.
3: no, Wait, who was? Oh, yeah. If Lyle Cooper was playing with faces at the time, then that was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's
2: it. I'm pretty sure that was it. That was the that was tour the package. One. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. Remember, that's I just sent Casey a picture of us the other day, actually, that I yeah, found no. from
3: back then. Right, oh, Lyle was in man. that. Okay, yeah, Lyle yeah, yeah. the craziest like scowl when like someone gives like a metal face, like mm, like the upside down <laughs> frown. Yeah, yeah like he's a cartoon man. He's yeah, like, yeah, oh, he's oh.
5: demonically possessed. Yeah, it's it's a meme. It's, that's actually. another person that was. I was, it's I was the behind all mug all the time. of all
3: mean mugs. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. That kid is so good. He's got some new music
3: out right now. I just heard about two or three months ago. That's dope. Yep.
4: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah i I started talking to him on facebook and i was like "Dude, you should come on the podcast but i don't know if you saw my message yet on that but yeah it'd be awesome to have him on
2: yeah i don't feel like uh, i love lyle lyle's like one of my bros i don't feel like he that's the style to do a podcast it's like almost like an erland thing you know like erland's like
1: no. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, dude. might just. I don't know. I don't know. It's been over he's a year. Maybe we'll hit dude, up Berlin again. Like he's an adult on, now, yeah. Dancing <laughs> lessons, dude. Come yeah, on. He was like dude. a. He was a child.
4: would be amazing. I wish he would come on. Yeah. But, I mean, I remember. Berlin's yeah, no, one of the funniest dude. people ever. I remember
3: really. that night. Casey's ripping,
2: man.
4: Hell
3: yeah. Uh, Casey's yeah. always yeah. ripping, dude. And then here we are, twenty years later? We just live streamed you about what a month and a half, two months ago back out in Arizona.
5: Yep. That was. Oh yeah. August last
3: of
1: Lucy
5: August 16th or 15th I think it was the 15th it was a yeah that was a monday night and uh yeah three three sick drummers that was me Aaron and uh fucking Casey Brand all got a live stream that night it was really so, fucking rad
3: right now on this fucking screen there's a dude we filmed in 2006 and then a dude we filmed 18 years later yep. in 2022 yep. right there. And that's crazy. It's like I get these kids coming up to me like, dude, I've been following Sick trauma since I was like 13 or 18. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, what? Am I that old? <laughs> it flies by, man. Yeah, like I am that old.
2: Man. Yeah. <laughs> it, it turns out to like when a decade's like feels like it's a like three years. You're that's late. just
3: crazy yeah. to think
2: about, man.
1: Like yeah. That, yeah. dude it's that, super cool that 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 is the reality of it though that we got a show here two of the hosts or drummers and they are both a part of that project over the um, they've come in through the um, amount of time that that's been uh, a project
4: uh um, don't you play drums too anthony oh yeah, oh,
1: yeah dude you- i was in a band called haya
2: you know, you do wish have, you were here, right? He, Under- I mean, arms it's arms.
1: an acronym for
3: herpes in your ass. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say I'm higher than you right now.
1: Uh, uh,
5: well, <laughs> let me catch up, dude. <laughs> and uh yeah, that was Mike Wyatt who filmed our my live yeah. stream. That was yeah,
3: dude. I've watched your video like six or seven times.
5: Oh fuck! And also, I think you picked up a to violently vomit rehearsal one time that Casey was. That's live what streaming. that was going to be my question. Do you fuck have
1: man. any footage of Joseph with to violently vomit? Because that's a treat to watch too i don't think so there's a
5: there's some old uh, facebook live stream stuff i have a lot of stuff on my own channel but um i need to get i think the whole last chicago fest set was filmed like from front of stage i really want to grab that footage someday because we did like some live debut stuff that hasn't been played in like 20 years but um, hey well guess what I'll take it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll extend you that image anytime you're out doing whatever. You want to film some quality shit, man, just maybe set up a phone, take a USB or whatever, an interface and a laptop and run some shit into Reaper or even something as simple as Audacity. Yeah. Take it from the soundboard. I will post your videos. You
2: know what's right about uh, drummers is like, I don't think there could ever be a sick guitarist.com because there could, and I
3: own the name actually.
2: Well, you can't... <laughs> well, the thing is though, this is my argument is that with drummers, that there's no, sick. there's no crowd on it. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, I, I want this to go up, go down, but like from drummer's standpoint, you could stand behind. We're not being like, like, hit like there's like a mosh. Like, the, the if the riffs are too sick, you're gonna fucking hit like there's not gonna be like a you can't take a stable version of a because the guitar player wants to move around and do stuff. So, it's like if you don't have that barrier, which is like for only the big bigger bands, <laughs> if okay. you just have a hat and put labels on the screen. I'm just gonna a hat on my haircut.
3: I bought six sixstringsmagazine.com nine years ago, started doing shit, stopped. About two weeks ago, Gus Rios called me. He's like, you still own Six Strings Magazine? I'm like, yeah. He's like, let's make it run. I'm like, oh, okay. So that's in the works. Mm. Kind of. Number two, check out the At the Gates footage we just did in Philadelphia uh, a couple months ago. Um, And you'll see that what my dude did with a cell phone on a gimbal. Okay. And see how he handled the guitar. And three you can mount a GoPro on the stock. So it really doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah.
2: That's what I was thinking too. So you take okay. those
3: three things and duplicate what I've done with sick drummer with six strings. And I think it would grow faster than the drummer one. Cause there's probably fucking 10 guitar players for every drummer. And ba- so that's why yeah. I call oh, it there it is for springs. sure. There so is for guitar sure. or bass, not just one or the other.
2: Just get mm-hmm. a drone that like follows the guitar. <laughs> like, I've I'm asked trying. about drone
3: dude. I've, I've, I've tried to hire and, and, and film. Oh, I oh, tried damn. to put, I told you I wasn't going to talk about this, or I didn't want to ask about it, and I'm not, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I know. I tried to get drones in use during that 12 years ago, Damn. and I, it was not allowed. But yeah, nowadays, yeah, yeah. it is allowed. And actually, I just talked to someone a couple weeks ago, which was uh, Alex Bent from Trivium. Yeah, yeah. And they have a guy on tour with them that's a videographer who's sending, like, you know, beer can-sized drones around the fucking arena filming... Um, trivium on this tour and putting together like a documentary at the end he's got like three or four of them flying around off one control panel dude i was at
2: thanksgiving this year and uh uh the one of someone's son had a drone that was like a 2000 thousand dollar drone and it was insane like they literally took the drone just went in the middle of the fucking sky and it went three miles away to the ocean and then he was like (laughs) he was like checking out the ocean and i'm like looking at the screen like what the fuck he was so far away. He was miles away, and it was oh, like the FAA regulations
3: on that shit. Or he just yeah. Not... Well,
2: there's there's like a permit you have to get for it or whatever. Right, I don't like think it, he got okay. it, but, um, but like <laughs> you can. <laughs> but it was you know it, it good was permit. So, it was like 600 feet up, I think. It, or no, what? Like 500 and something feet up. It just like as normal, like base level for it, and it just went Brow! and just shot down to the beach. And the guy was just like showing it. To... He had like his phone connected to his controller, and we we're just like, what the? F-? It's like the sickest i've ever seen like it's I've like i've seen little crappy ones but never anything good That's yeah not... it was the like two thousand dollar ones or whatever the fancy one i don't have no idea what makes it expensive expect ah, i man. just know it like can shoot up
5: super fast and didn't do all this a, crazy stuff didn't but... naveen shoot some stuff with a drone when he was like playing on the cliff side or was that uh, just I, a stable possibly. camera? yeah oh was with one of their videos or something it's a very i think he's done two separate things he's done drone footy and he's also just played drums on the cliff but Okay, I, don't I don't know. know. That's should have so.
3: been like a boom arm, but a boom arm would have been a lot, a lot of money to get out there and do that. So it must have been some kind of drone. That would make sense. I mean,
1: mm. you're talking you know. about the, the Entheos music video? So there's the music video, um, but I think. The I'm older just, one, right?
5: I think there's. he just also shot some drum footage of him playing um, separately, but I'm kind uh, of okay. conflating them. But it, it's a Naveen thing to do. He'd be way up on Well, that. he was
3: also just filmed recently by Minel in those overhead views. Is that maybe what you're talking about?
5: No, I definitely. I have two separate things, but yeah, the minor videos are savage too. And shout out Naveen, great drummer.
3: Oh, dude. You know what? Here's a question for you. If Can I ask you a question? Sure. In my lifetime, there's only been top two or three, maybe four guys. And believe me when I say I've seen pretty much every drummer. I've seen pretty much every drummer. Not new guys, but
2: just you know the what sick I'm ones.
3: No, there's a lot of new. Okay, that was a dumb statement, I guess, because there's, there's new sick ones out there I don't know yet. But the point is there's only been three or four guys out of everything I've experienced in the last 18 years that really um, became part of their kit when they played, like they were in another fucking place and you couldn't talk to them because they weren't there.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, who is one of them for you? Uh, I you know. Mean
5: yeah. I mean, I, 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 I like gark still a lot with animals. I think he's still kind of like, leading the way for my drummer generation i think elliot hoffman is
4: he's on my list
5: i know he's on your list i know hoffman's just insane um in terms of like more extreme like i really like the the david diapold uh not
3: even extreme just okay fucking off the wall like i no, think
5: all time uh,
2: fucking lepros sorry
5: all time sickest was uh, <laughs> Virgil, Virgil Donati playing oh, with yeah, yeah, Jean Luc yeah. Ponty. That was oh, the most mind blowing drum performance I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, okay. Virgil's out of control. I'd like someone from uh, Montevideo, right? Uh, close, uh, same style, but Virgil exactly. Donati, uh, John Luke Ponty was, uh, you're thinking John, not John you're
1: Banner. thinking of Bob, Bob, Bob Bill. Bob
5: yeah, Billy. Cobham.
1: You said Mahavish Maha news, Bob.
5: Billy, that was Billy Cobham. Cobham. No, but but yeah. but
2: uh but uh Jean uh, Jean-Luc uh Jean-Luc Ponty was uh, the,
5: uh, the the violinist for uh, I think he he did Foundation. the second iteration. I think he did the 80s. Yeah, he wasn't the OG violinist, but he might have done the 80s era stuff. Um I'm still trying to think of drummers who have blown my mind uh or become one with the kit as you put it. Yeah,
3: that's the defining thing. Like Not just my yeah, memory. I would say Naveen, level, like, would say
1: Naveen is
3: one of those. Naveen teams, is right? my number one when I saw
1: him with Animosity. And, okay, and okay. even though he's a homie, I he's kind of like my Mike Gilbert for drums. Like He's the best drummer I know personally. Naveen's
3: yeah. on there for me. Elliot Hoffman, of course. And, and this is the only people I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the third one is Chasen Westmore. Oh, yeah.
2: Chasen, oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. dude's
3: an alien, too. No, so okay. max
2: is asking what do you think about david frank because i know that uh oh,
3: david frank is so 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 good if yeah i've been watching you, his because uh what's uh, murray we'll check him out I like, if you
2: don't know him no i was i was literally like who should i raid and he's all david frank and i went and we we watched a little bit of it and i was like jesus christ man. i <laughs> jump on this his page insane. like every other day now yeah yeah it's <laughs>
3: insane he's nuts and he's also a huge fan of the the next guy i was going to say which i haven't seen yet but if i could see someone right now that i haven't seen it would be ronald bruner jr
5: okay that yeah.
3: dude is probably one of the best I've ever heard in my entire life.
2: What do you guys think about Bard Colstad from Lippers? Uh, he's amazing. I've, I've seen uh, him and snake. filmed him and he's awesome. Nice kid. Yeah. It just seems like I mean, as a non drummer, I'm like, geez, just like it's like looks insane to me. That's all I can tell you. I what, don't really I, I could be mistaken.
3: And I don't know if I should I think he came from a bad place like like rendezvous um, point. Like on the street, like homeless. Oh yeah. And playing totally. buckets drums on in subways or something, and yep. four years later he just opened it up uh, and played fucking Albert Hall, sold out, dude. Are you kidding me?
5: Yeah, I don't insane. think he was. I don't think he was homeless. I okay. think he he just got started as a street drummer. Okay, okay. box. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool. That's good news then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he got there, He's there now. Yeah. I absolutely. sat and watched
3: him in Syracuse, New York, not long ago with uh, Paul Sidell um, from. Uh, the german uh berlin band sorry um i hate when i do that but anyway yeah bard is uh incredible incredible player yeah
2: what do you guys think about it's been a band that i haven't been able to fully get into but everyone seems like i'm a yeah. me. The Mar- sorry, I, I, I understand i the, understand the music is insane it's just like i can't i can't commit are you really to gonna the... say the
1: mars volta again
2: Oh, you going through this already. I we drink on this, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, no. He, Max said it.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, okay. And yeah, the drummer's ins- the dude, band is insane. Like the band is nuts, vocals. dude. Yeah, yeah. The band is ridiculous. It's just the vocals. Anyway,
1: and I'm gonna say the same thing. Like you listen to Rush, dude. Giddy Lee is oh. one of those unique voices. I get
2: one. You get one. Okay, okay. okay. I'm not doing two.
5: I have another one for for <laughs> Ian. Um, Eric, <laughs> Eric with an A uh what's his last name in something and a Prata, and with a... night versus yeah no,
3: i can't i'm not gonna look it up but a pota a
5: he's pushing the showmanship to another level it's pretty fucking rad to see something like that Eric prada or imprada yeah have
2: you guys mentioned that one guy that i just as far as flashiness it's the one guy that um does the one-handed stuff the doubles. And oh stuff yeah, those
1: videos are fun, dude. He's not on Instagram. Yeah, what? What's is he legit or
4: not? I don't he's know. Legit. I can't, I can't. He's legit. Okay. He's
2: legit, dude. He'll just do like Wait, oh, that guy? one hand.
4: The Spanish
5: dude. Like,
2: he does these like rolls, like with. Like, I don't know his name,
5: but he's really, 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 really fucked up and awesome. Holding, game. holding the fucking oh, yeah. timer with one hand while doing. And he's like, got the some, cowbell sitting Esparato? on top of the
3: time and dude, dude, he's crazy. I gotta what say, yeah, Carl Ross knows his name. Esperado Estapario. He's, what's the name? new metal
1: kid in me likes to watch the, the slipknot covers that he does. He does slipknot with one hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. 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 Samus like, reviewed that this? video.
3: It was pretty funny.
2: <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, that's actually who showed it to me. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like,
1: dude, is this real? Talking about Samus real quick, his getting drunk and playing video, that cracked me up, dude. Yeah, yeah. You're talking he about the like, one from years and years and years. He took ago? 20, yeah, 20 shots yeah. or something. 20, yeah, yeah. He played something and then he, he took didn't take 20 shots, shots. I tore oh, them. Oh no! no I know. I know. Take, okay. Can't take dude, that many why shots. He he can him, take, a, why like why six. are you breaking the fourth wall, dude? Why don't, why don't you let these people believe that? No, was, dude, he took more than six, <laughs> bro.
2: Fuck him. He's got like 900 fucking million followers. You can Whatever, dude. So a homie. don't break the
1: fucking magic, dude? Whatever.
3: 15 or 18 shots. It was a lot of shots,
1: dude. Yeah. Yeah whatever <laughs>
3: he just broke 500 000 followers on his fucking youtube that's what i'm so saying congrats cool, that, dude.
2: let's keep let's keep pushing that 21 shots that's i don't i don't believe it yeah water here we go this is fucking water shots cartilage <laughs> knows what's up
1: <laughs> 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 i'm
0: <laughs>
3: shot <That's>... i'm
2: shot shaming <laughs> nah,
1: it was ginger ale you guys are the types that tell people I've with them. I, there's real, no way
2: dude. There's no way. I'm just letting you know. Anyways.
5: I I th- when I watched him play, I was like, "There's no way he had 21 like shots." There's no that way. I'd normally served at a bar. Like, I mean, I, I can barely. I could.
2: I would probably get sick off that, and I could. Yeah, that's drink what like I said. Any yeah. day of the week.
5: You should have just said they were like 10 shots and it would have been believable but
2: 10 well. is a lot tens a good amount to like play drums on like that's a is, uh, lot your
1: day's gonna change that, dude. your day's gonna yeah. change
2: it looked like 10 to me yeah about that 21 much. get the fuck out sorry. so casey i love you samus same question casey you got, you got like a million views on it sorry
3: <laughs> have you ever what's uh you ever seen a drummer that totally blew your mind like they became part of the kit casey
4: oh yeah man fuck um yeah. uh so for me um I mean, like in different ways, other styles of music, different drummers and stuff, but like w- when I saw Derek Roddy play with Hate Eternal like in two thousand, that first tour uh mm-hmm. from Conquering the Throne, and it was just all Conquering the Throne stuff, like and I was like seventeen, and I was just like, What the fuck? Like when that's, I saw that's, that, I like, that's a good call
3: right there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's just a next level. I mean, what's that uh drummer yeah. you guys always say is the best? What's his name? There's too name? many, man.
4: Vinny yeah, Calyuta. The- Cal Udy, Cal Udy. Cal Udy. Like Cal Udy, yeah, Cal Cal dude. But I mean it's Cal like Udy, yeah, there's there's other drummers that like might be better for certain jobs, you know, like, like specialty drummers. So yeah. like if you're gonna put out like a brutal death metal album like I could choose Vinnie Caliuda, but I'm, I might get like, you know, like George Kalias or Tim Young or Derek yeah, Roddy or like you makes know. Way more sense. Classic, you, yeah, know. you could call Marco Miniman, and I think he can do it. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> he did the uh, that Necrophages tour. Yeah, that's why I said that.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was <laughs> that trip still blows my out. mind. That's cool. Yeah. That he would just he would just do that, and then go cool. back to like doing more like you know. And he was he was improvising stuff.
2: some of those beats too, because I I knew those songs all the way through, and I'd be like, "What's that beat?" But like. I just would do some cool beat behind it. And me and Dan Kenny were on mushrooms watching it, too. <laughs> which didn't make it any easier. But I was like, Jesus Christ, because I've been watching Markham Miniman's. You know, my dad's all into the, like the Steve I the dad Tread stuff. And Markham Miniman's always been a part That's of true. my, you know, like with the watching him jam with, you know, whatever fucking shredder you can think of. Like he's jammed with all of them. And uh, I actually just saw the aristocrats recently too. And I was like, what the fuck? Really? Like, all those guys i'm just like i mean obviously guthrie but like marco miniman i was like that is like this is such a fucked up group of people together you know oh, like, just that can, band's insane insane like i just blew my mind i was like these are the i mean for the guitar i was like that's the best guitar player i've ever seen in the world for sure like i don't understand what he's even doing he would just like improvise things and i was like with a smile on his face and i'd like be watching him just not even understanding like anything just grabbing my head like fuck this we gotta <laughs> i have to leave this is like blasphemy <laughs> like, like it was insane dude
1: i'll say another dude that um totally is one with his kid is Lilay. oh he gruber did, yeah dude, oh yeah yeah totally dude, that dude yeah. watching him play is like a, a really really great experience because there's something else going on in that dude's brain and body when he's playing drums. You know, he's got the guitar involved too. He's like in his brain. Yeah, and, and, stuff, and he's, he's just yeah. Well, he's that's that's his dad. Like, I'd like to get him back on and talk more about like just his upbringing because we probably talked about it. I should just go back to that episode. I probably all my answers will all my questions will be <laughs> I answered. Yeah, if I, I go back. Them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's incredible, man but yeah, yeah. no it just yeah with it's his upbringing incredible. with his dad and stuff it, it it totally he emulates like what it would be to be come from that lineage of what his dad was doing way before he even started playing in death metal you know i think it's a e r a era or some shit there he's he was a jazz like prog rock drummer before he started fucking with Lil A when he, yep, had Lil A, and then he got old enough to where he started jamming with him. But that 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 story to me is so cool, dude.
5: I know you just want your own kid to play death <laughs> yeah, metal with you. That's why I'm you trying
1: can. to get my own Lil A, dude.
5: Yeah. <laughs> um, shout out to Vaughn Stoppy, who's just joined as the touring guitarist of Defeated Sanity. He's a homie from Chicago and really cool guy. So what's uh, his name on here? von Stoffi, he's oh, yeah, been playing with uh john longstreth in a project also oh geez sick yeah they're doing something um just while we were on the road the 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 necrophages thing and i was looking back at the stuff behind ian that romaine gulan video with with necrophages god damn it dude just i go back to that once in a while and i remember just Waiting for the third necrophagus and just expecting that to finally drop. Well, and- they
2: they had that Donna DeMaya song when we toured with them, and yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. it's coming. They have a Ocean new song. Collective, jeez, I'm sorry, it just oh, came to me.
3: Oh, there you go. Paul <laughs> I, I said Paul- <laughs> when when Bard and uh, um, when Bard Colstad and Leprous played Syracuse, it was with Paul Seidel and Ocean Collective, and I fucking love Ocean Collective. So hell yeah. Sorry to interrupt oh, yeah. there. I just it just came to me like,
2: dude. Oh, no, dude. no, let it out, man.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, they got a video on YouTube from years and years and years ago, live at Dresden in Germany. It's black and white, and it is filthy awesome. You should check it out. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. a
5: band. That's a heavy band, dude. Ocean Collective.
3: Yeah, they were a lot heavier, older stuff. Now they're still heavy, but not so much. You know, mm. they're still great. Yeah. Paul's incredible, um, incredible. His single
5: foot is sick. <laughs> Sweet. Do you have strong it's... opinions about a uh, drum technique? No, I don't I don't really have strong opinions about
3: a lot of anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you mean? It's like a single foot like
2: down picking for guitar players? That's yeah. what, what are you asking that.
3: about in particular? Like just hand position
5: or how you sit or your what do you mean? Uh no, I didn't have anything in particular, although the classic you're not the classic, but like the, the 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 hot topic ones are, you know, like single versus doubles yeah, and all that yeah. kind nah, of shit. Yeah. I think, it whenever, you
2: think yeah, I don't think it's much of a thing nowadays, right? You talk about <laughs> it, it too much already, thing? but yeah.
5: Just, I just think what everybody's comfortable
3: doing, that's fine with me, man. You know. Yeah. I mean, if I see you know, someone doing something, I think will be uh, you know problematic in the future due to you know extend, extended strain to a certain part of how they're sitting or moving, I'll say something. But you know, on a personal level, what what how I try and play is you know sitting up straight as best I can, ninety degrees on legs. I don't play double bass pedal or double bass anymore, so my left foot's always on the Mm -hmm. hi-hat. And when I play, I like to see the backs of my palms or hands like this, you know, throughout a row. It's kind of like
2: what you're getting back to, like, fish. It's like whatever makes you happy and whatever, you know, it's like it doesn't suck. It's not like, fuck that.
3: There are are ergonomic aspects to it, of course, Uh, not for just your personal being, but for in a studio situation with space for mics and everything else. So um, I like to... Like Brian Zink, his first blog for Sick Drummer a few months ago, who is an incredible drummer that plays with Battlecross, um, he's a student of Jason Bittner, um, is an incredible dude, and he'll he's done this video showing how to set up your kit. I and mean, you know, everyone's done a set up your kit video, but it really is as easy as you know why 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 have a symbol up here? You know what I mean, like that kind of thing. It's just all about just keep it smart, less movement, uh, repetition of motion without moving it this way or this way or this way too much. You should be able to like take your stick and put it in the middle of your snare and you kind of have it reach your first time, reach your second time, reach your third time, reach as many things as it can without them being too close. And then your symbols start, you know, stacking up. But far enough, I like my symbols really close to my toms because that's just how I play. But i would move them up for studio which sucks because i'm not as comfortable but i know it has to be done for the studio for separation it's like, all right um, Mike
2: mangini but <laughs> you know he, he, has, he has mike mangini has them like above his head right it's he like yeah. a full rack it, of it's head. fun
3: it's cool but it's you
5: know it's not for and me it's also
2: like a free gym workout too it's like get your shoulder workout and like have to raise your hand anyways <laughs> but uh a, that seems like a it's yeah go ahead
5: it's less than you'd expect to, to get it up there because of how close it is to you. Like otherwise, like, it's just kind of like, it's I'm going not... from
3: here to here though is the problem, you know?
5: Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. That's not the... that I've ever sat down on his kid or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> like I said,
3: different strokes, different folks. It's just not for me. It's cool. It's mm-hmm. fun. Um,
5: I've always thought it was interesting it. that the, the jam bands are like the other, that's like the other area where the, the drummers like to have the big kits you know like even back to the grateful dead era you know yeah, they would yeah. always have like cool like eight or nine piece drum sets and i always like to watch that footage even if i'm you know like kind of whatever about you know fresh right. or whatever i'm always like dude it's so <laughs> sick they're hauling the whole thing out and playing big kits that's how they yeah, approach yeah.
3: it like a fu- you know like an event like a you know and it's a, it's a theatrical thing at that point they play three hour shows man you know what exactly. i mean Exactly. and it's they've uh, fashion they've, over function bringing all that stuff in helps them be less fatigue actually playing you know what i'm saying because they have more to do with it and they can take a break for a little minute and this guy can solo and this guy can, you can do that on any amounts of drums i suppose but um back to what we were talking about a second ago that was my take on it what was what was your take on on the spacing of the drums and 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 how it's arranged i mean we were talking about that hmm. so
5: uh, I'm I'm I have a recording mindset right now. I'm like I just bought some AKG C four two fourteen overheads, and uh, I was just resetting my cymbals to get a nice stereo image uh, ready for the 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 microphones. So I have like the kind of recording mindset in mind, and um, yeah, what I want I'm thinking now is I just I just want something that'll record nicely, and so it means matters a little less playability. Than if I was playing live and my my mindset is now just trying to get something that that will look good on a microphone kind of image. Right. Right. And I play with four crashes and two Chinas, as my top level symbols. So I need it pretty wide. Um, uh, But I'm pretty happy with it right now. Um, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if you play fast technical stuff, you can't have things too far away. And (laughs) your your engineer is going (laughs) to, you know, have to deal with it. If you have um,
1: a, a split set, in, like, yeah, a fraction of a second to hit a symbol, it's got to be closest as possible. You're old, you're old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> There's just one part. I why, we yeah. even, uh,
3: why we bring that up? I forget the first question about it. Why we even start, started talking about. The arrangement of the well, sticks. Welcome
1: around. to being on the Cali Death Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Someone in the shit. chat will tell us. But, uh... <laughs> hey,
2: can the chat, hey, chat? can you tell us what we were talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that is so
3: funny. Yeah,
1: oh, man. I was gonna say like the, uh, this. is Probably the this easy answer, but when you listen to music, do you uh is your default to go to listening to the drums? To of anything course. that you're listening to? Yeah. Yeah
3: absolutely but also vocals and that's another interesting topic i'm glad you brought that up nice um i've always had issue in my life when i go to a recording studio recording without vocals i don't and i kind of guess it seems backwards from what i've heard from other drummers but um that's how i write drum parts is you know of course guitar and bass are in yes yes but most people um follow the guitar or the bass first but i follow the vocals first when there are vocals um Mm -hmm. Anybody else, Casey or um, mm.
4: yes,
5: Joseph, have that issue? No, I never play with vocals in my monitors. No, really? always follow, always follow the click and the guitars. Yeah, like I said, most
3: other people are opposite. What about you, Casey?
4: Vocals in the monitors? Do you
3: need vocals to record better? Is the question really? No. Wow, that's trippy. One of
1: the uh, uh, yeah. I mean, crazy things that we've learned on the show is um, Dennis from Spawn. He doesn't need anything.
4: Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, really? He doesn't Just need anything. play it as all like in, in his Just head. a click track I, or not even that? I, 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 I'm I almost
1: so. 100% sure that I remember him saying that he <laughs> did not need anything when he recorded does he read charts while he's
4: recording? Ah, now we're going too deep into the details, dude. That's an interesting. No, thing. I've never heard no. that before. Then he's doing it by m- memory, but he doesn't have any backing track or like live track. He's, okay, then he's gonna have a back click back and a
3: map to the
5: song's tempo changes. No, something.
4: I, 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 I don't. I don't think there's a click. No, no, you're God. just dude. laying
5: down drums. You're just doing it. Yeah, by yourself from memory. I have no clue.
1: Pretty. Oh, i am sure. well, on sure cabinet that.
5: I don't think there was a click I don't know if the
4: like the later ones there was a click but I'm just amazed that's insane I could never do that yeah
3: I, think so. I mean yeah, I, could, I could go in like, and play and have fun but
1: I don't he I don't, actually I, said people that sure that to come in and track over it <laughs> he preferred he preferred nobody play along with him while he recorded that's what I'm saying yeah like no player yeah. no, no guitar track, player nothing. no track no nothing and
3: then yeah. they go back and play over it to meter and it's on.
4: That just, that just shows. Well, how, like, well, the old way is just, you, I mean, like back in the day, like, like I mean, we, we didn't use clicks or anything like back in the day. So you just play to the drums, like the did. drums the click, you know? So they probably just did that. I don't know. Yeah. Together, it was, it was it was no alone. I'm just saying, he, I, yeah.
3: I don't know. I have a hard problem. I, I could never just not have yeah. anything in my ear. That's all I'm saying.
4: That's insane. Mm, yeah, me. I know. It's totally insane. Like, I could never do that. Like, just record a whole song, like, by memory, like, with no music, like, just in your head. Like Well,
1: I'm sure that the, the music is in his head, but that's just the, his brain, I guess. That's that, so the sick. riff is
4: in there. I wouldn't right. trust my own brain to, like, do that.
1: <laughs> I might be able to do it with a click <laughs> after
3: a while if the click was yeah. mapped to the tempo of the song, but still. I
4: know, right? In a yeah. studio
3: setting, when I actually go pay for it and record is on...
4: I oh yeah vocals. oh dude yeah yeah oh vocals that's cool interesting yeah so yeah i mean vo- vocals are important though like for like leading the song and and, and hearing certain things and rhythms
3: yeah I don't know. i'm cool with locking into the tempo and that's not a problem yeah. but yeah. for dynamics is you know yeah and the fills i create and my, the way i play the symbols comes out of the vocal melodies not the but, guitars well sure. i think
4: that's like rad and it's like like better it's like ideal you know so like because i i it's kind of like not by choice but i just kind of like like every like album i record is like there's no vocals but like until the drums are done you know like like we might have ideas before yeah so
2: you you have like the more like rudiment part of it down for me um one thing that was tough for me was that like playing shows i'd have the one guitar riff that would like keep me in line in this part i'd have the vocal part keep me in line in this part and like all these things Mm -hmm. like little like cues I had. So when it just came down to only like drums or something, I was like, shit, I have to like actually keep real time now. Like <laughs> I wasn't like these cues that would tell me like, oh, the vocal yeah. part here. So I only have two more times to do this and that's that. It would just be like, you know, like I would take sections of every little thing and and take it for the next part. You know what I mean? Like yeah. where you have to actually keep time and like just keep it to one thing. It's just like, well, a, yeah, a luxury
4: with don't G- have with decrepit, I I I had only guitars and bass in the monitor, like no vocals. Yeah. Because yeah. like because Bill's like great, but he he would like go all over the place and say all the stuff. Totally. Like all like, and I'd just be like, I can't like, it would like over, and like if I asked for vocals in the monitor, it was like super loud. So loud. Wow, yeah. yeah. Like, I was like no like, and so like I was just like no vocals. I can hear it on the, on like stage monitors anyways. You know. Um, I like I'm
3: gonna so, I'll be right back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, go for, for it. Sure.
4: While he's gone, I'll run out too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. That was that was actually. Crazy I think Matt even suggested he was like, "Dude, just 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 turn Bill down and just follow the, uh, me." And like, well, because you, know, you yeah, didn't play
2: to a look, there's no click, so there's like, no click. Be Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah. It's little just little like I just wanted
4: the guitars blasting like in the drum monitor. Yeah, like, yeah. Basically, guitars is just what I wanted. Like Dan and Matt, you know. Yeah. And then your bass too. I wanted bass. I was like, I want some bass and guitars. You know yeah yeah i mean it was crazy i mean because i would like have this kind of
2: actually yeah like for the most proud i felt in that band was every time like all the time where matt would get off and matt would just be looking at me like where are you at? all right i'm back on and i was like, yeah, I you that, like you just
4: like all of a sudden he's, like, looking, over
2: at. <laughs> he's looking at me I'm like shit like it's on you're me like, now like don't make it on me this is i didn't play like, bass because i wanted it on me like I'm
1: <laughs> and then you're like responding you, you, you're like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or as soon as he looks at you you're like am i in the right spot because yeah, yeah. if i'm in the wrong spot then he's gonna follow me and fuck it up even more especially with the
2: bpm so fast it's like you get you get lost and then when he would look at me yeah. i would start doubting myself because i'd be like oh am i fucked up he's like like later on he's like no i was like i was off so i wanted to see where you were at <laughs> and i was like well, that's kind of a compliment i'll take it because i have that kick snare and i have a little bit of vocals and a little bit of guitars Dude, look that's sick look, look at that. Peppers,
4: dude, look at that spread, dude. That's like that's a insane spread. Yeah, oh, dude. Respect. I mean, it,
1: it literally looks like I I would have these stacks of magazines when I was in my. I know. I was actually teens, thinking about dude. starting
2: to get magazines at, <laughs> at this age. <laughs> I was like, decibel, it's all decibel magazines, like nine dollars. A year, it's, so nine, it's like super cheap. No, I thought you were gonna say nine dollars a year. Each, that's you know, like I can't afford this. No, dish. but super cheap though for what they are. And I was like, dude, that's super good shit porn. Like if you're gonna take a dump, like you want to, and you uh, don't want to look dude, at your just phone. a stack
1: of of metal mags.
2: Yeah, if you don't want to look at your phone, like we always do. Like I'm trying not to look at my phone because I I get on my phone, I won't stand up for it. my legs will be numb and I'll just be like i'll be like ordering <laughs> shit like i'm like what the fuck <laughs> am i even like i'm done i'm done with the, i'm done with the Your two for Christmas a while
1: shopping and fucking yeah August. all good
2: ideas and shit it's like no it's 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 like i want like paper and just like look at things you know like do this the old the old like dad move with like the newspaper taking a dump or something you know yeah,
1: yeah. You know, totally that's yeah. kind of what like, i respect that now we're like uh um joke books and shit like that i always had joke books stashed in the bathroom dude like um just i can't remember the specific knock, knock types of jokes but you know what i'm saying like you have you j- see so you you'd like to find jokes how you're t- dropping you're stuff to- yeah honey, when i'm dropping dumps i like to find like jokes there. hell yeah dude yeah. there's already a joke happening below you though
3: yeah, I'm still That's on the interview ridiculous. with
2: these fucking assholes. I'll be in bed in a minute. <laughs> oh, they <thank> got <laughs> I wish that was like on accident. That'd be the best catch. I know it was on purpose
1: though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, Cheers, dude. Cheers, man. Yeah, that was great.
2: Yeah, well, fuck yeah, man. I mean... Super stoked you came on, especially with like the the pedigree that you have as far as, um, you know, a sick drummer. We've known about that since we we were touring. We we're like, oh shit, yeah. Casey was like, freaked as six drummer's here, like, and I would be like, if there was sick bass player and they were trying to film me, like, no, get the fuck out of here. I don't want you. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I don't want to be wa- watched. Like, get out of here. And like, player. Casey's like, fuck, I'm like, it's sick drummer though. I gotta fucking do it. Like, well, it was like a big deal and stuff. And like, we've known about you since. What was that twelve, thirteen years ago? Like fourteen years ago? Like insane! Like to have you still doing it and stuff is is so yeah. cool. And I hope that like you find ways to keep progressing the brand and like have I'm cool gonna send you
5: some footage for sure.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Just kicking like, me out? them the wrong? To... <laughs> <laughs> sending, uh... Yeah,
1: no, we're not kicking you out, dude. <laughs>
2: no, 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 I'm not. I mean, I, I mean, you had yeah, your I'm wife going kidding. like, "Are you coming to bed yet, dude?" <laughs> well, <laughs> totally that was kind of a cue. I was kidding. Was that, was that a free was that like a, a play you just said in the background? That's fucking
1: awesome.
3: Yeah, I stood behind the screen and I was like, hey honey, I'll be right there. I'm still talking to these uh, assholes.
2: So and then I came around the corner, man. That was just already knew it. that
1: was a joke, Joel. We already knew that was a joke. <laughs> no, I
2: got How it. You know it? the joke, not me.
1: I get that. Joseph
3: knows it, but like you, I thought you yeah. said a minute ago that you knew it was a joke. <laughs>
0: yeah. So it's... that's where the confusion lies.
3: No, I was outside <laughs> smoking
2: thinking about doing that on the way back in. Oh uh, no, I thought it was I thought she was actually talking to you and you're responding jokingly. That was my... <laughs> I know, right? You guys can't keep up with me. You guys fucking
4: You fucking... no, didn't
1: catch the surge, dude.
4: Yeah. <laughs> we missed Just the riding surge. the surge wave, dude. Riding the surge wave. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I there's
2: pause in there. This is a
1: great not to do like a whole wrap up thing, but like coming back after a week off, do that. I always have a great time on these things, dude. You know, yeah. and and I'm glad to be back. Just one week away
4: already makes me feel like ah
1: yeah, like we're back in the we're back later. in the
4: saddle again. I'd like to say something. I apologize for being late, Ian. I, I I wanted to be on this episode from the very beginning, but I had to like teach tonight to pay for the studio, and like I had the flu before Thanksgiving. I had to, and I like couldn't do it. And then I then last week was Thanksgiving and like holidays, and I was just like, "Fuck, I have to teach it." But Bro, you owe me I, no apology, sir. I'm just saying, man. You, I appreciate man. that, but <laughs> he's <you> not <know>. magic.
3: <laughs> <just, laughs> <one. Dude. laughs> I know. Well, it's okay, but
4: I just wanted to say that. Like, I wasn't just. No, no, like, we, we talked oh, about that. Really, no, yeah. thank you, man. First yeah, of all, dude. I, I was, was like, oh, this is going to be so fun. And I was but, like, but,
2: oh. If it was a competition of attendance, I think Casey wins by. I mean, oh, Anthony, too. Have Anthony, I ever missed one? The first one? A couple now. The was episode f- zero. Episode zero.
4: I was the guest.
1: I was the guest. Oh, dude! I, I haven't watched it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that counts. I don't know. I like
4: ask the judges. So I don't know if that counts.
1: There hasn't been a, has there been an episode without me on it? Oh, it was whoa, just the side that Reigning
5: king. You even came to my Earth? side episode. You came to mine. You didn't come to all of the Casey's, but you came to mine. So okay. Oh, so I did...
1: did. Oh, I missed the Dennis missed one. Casey's. I missed yeah, yeah. Dennis from Spawn. Dude, He's that's not the one, dude. The one that I totally fucking want to be on, dude. I just realized I haven't been on it. Damn. (laughs) We need to get get Dennis back on on here, by the way. Yeah. You all need need to check
3: out
5: Ronald Bruno Jr. is what you all need to do. Yes. I'm actually writing stuff down that you've shown me. Can can we watch the Casey video, please? No. Come on, yeah, just watch it, dude. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it's perfect. I'll, I'll go to the bathroom
4: while you.
1: No, nah, dude, you watch it with us and tell dude, us everything. Casey, by on, the way, man. you're shredding on it. Tell us you, how you're,
2: you're, uh, you're. so critical uh, of yourself? But you're tell like. Tell us what you're thinking. No one's ever done on drums.
4: <laughs> it <was> like half <laughs> of Casey. <laughs>
1: tell us what you had for dinner right before.
2: <laughs> it's you, like making
4: ridiculous faces. I don't know what I was. It's so dorky. you just like. What are you talking tongue, about your you tongue? I have it, it locked
1: up. Tongue, dude. Tongue, dude. It's
2: all thing. Dude. dude, Casey, you're
4: murdering. Tongue, all right. dude. Tongue in. so what do you <laughs> got? Oh, chat's, chat wants to see. All right. I don't know what happens with my tongue when I play drums. It's bullshit. Well, dude, I
1: I bought my dude, tongue. Michael with my Jordan kid. doesn't
4: say that. Michael I, Jordan made you a. Know, I've been doing it less. I've been trying to. When
1: like... I cut paper with scissors, I start to like <laughs> play with my tongue, dude. Dude, I like the
4: same thing as playing gnarly like, death metal drums. I have so many pictures of me like <laughs> with my tongue like up and my teeth. Are... No, but dude, go dude, deep do it. You I find never it never mind. mind. It, you find
1: it's focused, dude. You're focusing on something, and then your tongue just does weird shit. Share, dude. <laughs> sure, dude. <laughs> like, like drawing, do do Like writing with a pencil, <laughs> dude. Like,
3: showing... I can't remember the last time I cut anything. Was like paper with scissors. <laughs> <laughs> what weird. do you? Do? How do
1: you cut paper then,
2: dude? With a rock? I don't. I haven't cut paper in a while.
1: Oh. Uh, Paper it's fun, hard, like
2: it's hard to cut a straight line of paper. Anyways, let's get into this. I, I mean, as a kid, I'm a young
1: kid, so I'm doing arts and crafts all the time. Dude. I figured, I figured.
2: I mean, getting that like that cut down is hard. But anyways. those little pink <laughs> butterfly scissors are really
3: tough to work with with that tiny little metal edge on them. Yeah, as and a kid, was I was cool. I
2: always be super bummed like doing art projects like cutting the paper. Mine would be all, like jagged. Like everyone like have the straight <laughs> ones. I'm like, God, fucking damn it, dude. Hey, crooked kids here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so here we go. This is uh yes. Here
5: we go. Oh my god, that's done. I don't Open know. I this is be-
3: oh oh. goddamn it! Look at that sick ass logo for right. then let's,
1: let's try and be quiet so it doesn't fuck with the volume or the audio. Yeah. Mute us all.
3: <laughs> is it blank? Mm-hmm. Sorry for the long intro.
4: Alright, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: this
0: is a fucking song about how fucking. We've just been duped by
4: the whole fucking system of everything. Oh, this song is.
2: Let's fucking right there. Colour Ramirez.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Looking at the camera. Oh, dude.
1: Shredding, dude.
0: He's a ripping dude.
3: Mm. Oh, those feet. Mm. <sighs> yes. Dude, hummingbirds, man. Adam Jarvis would say, Bumblebees.
0: <laughs> God
4: damn. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty
3: two fucking eighteen years ago, I'll
0: <laughs> oh yeah so, so clean nice. man <laughs> I didn't say right there <laughs>
3: Shout out to extra Pedals.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, dude. Jeez, fucking no, right now here. he's back right when the song ends. He's just watching the whole time. No, he's
5: been it? here. He's been, yeah, he's been uh, watching. Okay. Dude, that, dude. That, that's like the most influential okay, video see, on me. And, and that's the insane, whole dude. Event, I forgot,
2: dude. I didn't think it was that sick. I forgot how and and sick to, it was. I've been trying to do that
5: sick. my entire oh, life, dude.
2: God. It really
1: is fucking dope, dude. This was
2: I on stage dope. for that? I played bass in that one, right? I was on stage with you in that one? Well, of course. I didn't even notice that I was even there. Was I was like, like staring 2000... at you
4: so hard. <laughs> it must have been like 2008, I think. That's insane, dude. Cause... Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude, your feet were flying, and dude, dude those fills are like yeah. Yeah, so hard, <laughs> those are insane. Yeah, I don't know I how you to, keep up.
5: Yeah.
4: Well, I it's tried awesome. to like imitate the like in time begins, Tom song, sound, yeah. Remember, you know, well, at least on those songs for sure, you know. Well, I mean, all the time, really, but yeah, it's yeah. I don't know, but sometimes <laughs> I failed at it, but I tried. No, you're on fire. <laughs> <in that bin. laughs> Thanks. It's like, yeah, I suck. I mean, I'm like, I'm terrible right there. But usually, I'm better. I feel like, so. I feel like if I had a click track, or I could like play a little slower, like it would be like I could dig in more. But I kind of like that. It's
2: not like that though, because it's it has this like free flowing, like kind of organic style to it. That's what makes it amazing to me. I mean, on top of the, you know you're in the matrix
5: everyone else is in the matrix and you can just like grab bullets out of the sky and shit when you're that you are neo
1: (laughs) in that video yeah Yeah.
4: oh man i had some really bad shows at the end dude like like i remember i played in like denver one time and i was just so sloppy like the whole i was just like fuck it was like the very end of like the last tour i did and i was just Mm -hmm. like so disappointed in my playing i was like man i sucked tonight you know yeah
1: you're always gonna think about those but
2: they're living two lives yeah <laughs> exactly. if you ever thought you were super like killing it the whole time like i'm just killing it the whole time then you'd probably suck <laughs> like <laughs> you know if someone that has like that yeah like we've talked about a thousand times like you're like fuck i fucked that one hit up it wasn't yeah. perfect and like it keeps you going to be like i think the most
4: insane drummers in the world but it's like adrenaline. Like, like there's some, some shows you can remember and just be like, well, oh, that was crazy. Like, like that one time that we were like super late to that show in Portland and we had uh, to play yeah. after Hades Haiti journal, Eternal. like before uh, yeah. black Dahlia. And it was like, so, and we, we, we played like a 20 minute set or like, third, was like three or, was or like four songs. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Like super short, but they like threw us in there. Cause it was like, we were like, like super, and it was like really good sound on stage. And like, we were so pissed off. We were like, because we drove all night and just like you know, like didn't sleep and stuff, and it was like super, and it was like all the snow and shit. You and just like pull
2: up to the fucking venue and then you just get yeah. thrown out into a fucking soul. We were out. like yelling at each other people. and
4: fit. Like it was, yeah, good. yeah. And then like was... we just like threw up on stage. We're like, oh, fuck! Ah, we're all pissed. And we just like, but we played. It was like there's something about that show. It was like, well, it sounded. I remember rad. that clearly. We so angry, and we just totally. played it. Like I felt like it was that was like the only show. I'm like, that was a good show. <laughs> That was four songs or something. That was so,
2: I mean, that was just such a, you know, going from like sleep or like taking a little nap to driving to going over, putting chains on the thing, like going over Donner, like all the, like it was fucking great to like Hate Eternals, like loading out as we're pulling up. And we have to take the fucking, we have to after that drive open the trailer and then load onto stage. Like we've been driving, yeah, yeah, like 20 hours. And we're just like, all right, let's go. We just went on stage. the crowd sold out and we're just so like, you we were like pissed. Yeah. Yeah. And we were all annoyed sick. and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> that was sick. Damn, That was weird seeing some
3: people I knew in that audience there, man. Jesus. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was that the golden was- era, dude. That little kid, the shorter guy that was up front was uh, the dude that just filmed at the gates for me in Philly a couple months ago.
5: Oh, nice. And he's, oh, uh, yeah,
3: dude. I'll, I'll send you a link. He's got a record coming out that he wrote himself. It's. <laughs> it's Is the penny arcade still there? It's still there, but it's not called the Penny Arcade. It's different. So some... it like Nickel Arcade because of inflation? <laughs> <laughs> so
0: that's my joke of the day. It's <laughs>
3: uh, yeah. some stupid beach club or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: it's like uh, Slim's is now YOLO club. It's like.
1: Yeah, it's like Octopus Lounge yeah. is now the Longboard's Margarita Bar. Oh. You're like, fuck, dude. Octopus Lounge, dude. Yeah, yeah. Way sicker, dude.
2: I know. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah, they lost their
3: license a long time ago, so they had to shut down their booze. Do you like have that. any
2: uh, any insight? We've I've asked some people; they don't want to talk about it. But why? Oh no! Why would you know that with the pound shut down? I keep thinking that you're on the west coast, but you're east coast.
1: No, dude, anyway, he's but, Rochester, bro. He he knows he's car bomb, fucking lethargy. Uh, yeah, but the pound. Scrooge, I'm with the pound we why the pound actually shut down? We were doing. Uh, uh, you and i were going back and forth online in about spooge recently spooge?
3: yeah spooge is incredible
1: dude some don't, fans uh, in joel you know that band too and actually who just popped up they had the car bomb logo on their shit who's uh there it is yeah dude dude there's a band that
2: josh Seitman sent me two days ago that sounds like car bomb on acid who's that that's from they're from scotland no, oh, um, no, no, not Acid. They're like a, I don't know, just a really brutal version of it. But um, you, yeah, you should anyway. check
3: out Spooge. That's Elliot Hoffman before Carbomb. Oh, you yeah.
2: Show me that, Anthony. Anthony, yeah, speaking that.
3: of yeah. Rochester, um, there was a band here at the same time as Spooge was a band six hours away in Brooklyn. There was a band here called Pigmaster you should look up. You Pig would Master? not be able to tell the difference between the two bands if you're not looking or if I didn't tell you.
2: From Carbomb?
3: Yeah, well, Elliot's and Spooge, and there was a band in Rochester called Pigmaster at the same time. They both yeah. put out records, and if you weren't looking and didn't know who was playing you which record, you wouldn't be able to tell the
1: two bands apart in a lot you, of it. You, okay. uh, you made me go a little deeper on Pigmaster, and I couldn't really find much other than live recordings, and I had a blast listening to their live recordings. Um, I, I can't remember where it was or what year it was, but Dude, it it, it was it, it blew my mind that like how professional and how much of a theatric, a theatric aspect that they had. Yeah. It's called Frontier.
2: Yeah. Frontier. Pigmaster. No, that band I was telling you about, that's like the like Josh sent it to me. It's like uh anyone know about Frontier? <laughs> no, <laughs> but now we're front, going to. it's front and I-E-R-E-R um i played it and oh, i felt yeah. like i texted josh like after three songs i'm like dude i just got my ass kicked i felt like i was like limping after hearing it, it just beat me up <laughs> like, it's, like it's like i like, it got caught in the alley oh, yeah, dude, and,
1: again g- generic name 9878 neck is another band that i have physical copies neck. of that uh, you show me neck for sure i'm actually very proud to still have in my collection and it is pre-carb bomb. Gotta respect. kind of new tech new metal it's tech new metal dude here's um, an interesting little story for you about
3: rochester too um let's hear it the drummer from pigmaster his name was ozzy he went on he was friends with braun daler uh, and he went on to be the the first drum tech and mastodon for like the first i don't know 12 or 15 years of their career he just stopped doing it probably four or five and yeah, maybe maybe eight years ago whatever it's been a while but yeah, the drummer from Pigmaster was Bronze drum tech for the first fifteen years of Mastodon.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Damn, that be yeah,
2: crazy. That. I think at Mastodon, yeah, yeah. we were we party with the bass player of uh, Slipknot, and he came because or into he got into Slipknot because he was the guitar tech for Mastodon, a V man, and then like they just randomly as like kind of like a joke, not maybe semi serious, like like hey, try out, and you just got it. <laughs> like is he Irish? No, he's a... Uh, fuck, where's V-Man from? He's, not he's Australian? Never mind. Or, I forget where he... Where's he from? I don't know. God damn it. I can't think of his, his accent. I'm most Australian accent right now. But no, he's got an accent for sure. It might be British or something.
1: But man, that's a good... A
2: they, good they have accents.
1: I, right I right honestly will say, though, the <laughs> champion for me is lethargy. Yeah. You know, that, that group... Yeah. yeah. And knowing that what what spawned like that was the seed for so many different things you You are correct and 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 when you hear something like it's hard to write with small hands um those guys were already ready to be pros at that level at that time in their life you know that would agree they're super super pro um songwriting and and execution at that time in their lives you you just knew that all those dudes were going to be going somewhere
3: you know i wish they would have gone further i mean eric the guitar player of course now in Sulaco, J, you know, nuclear assault just called it quits but he's been in nuclear assault for i guess 18 years or so with danny looker who was also a rochester native and friend of mine oh yeah um but eric's also you know filled in for Napalm Death on tours. He's played in front of 200,000 people in like, you know, Sao Paulo or wherever it may be. Um these guys have gone on to do things from this little town globally and yes, you you when you said they 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 spawned was a good word um to describe what lethargy did. Mm-hmm. They absolutely did that and that sound carries out um in bands around the country and the world. Totally, dude. And what's even cooler is that they were very good friends at the time with Dave Whitty, and they still are. And back then, when Human Remains was in Jersey, coming up another killer, they used to play together all the time, you know what I mean? And uh, the sound from that part of the country at that time left its footprint for absolute positive, you know, most
1: definitely, dude. And I'm, 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 I, I enjoy that very much and I'm glad that it did make its mark and that it can reverberate into the future you know yeah because they're really yeah It's it's just the a the, the seed and the egg that was right there mastodon smorco, all these different things that just came out of that and it, and and if those guys didn't meet each other at that time in their lives, would it have been the same? Would things have been drastically different? They would have been different. You know? It's surprising yeah.
3: what they met, actually. They came from very different places in Rochester and totally different schools and totally different everything. But music will draw people together, sir.
1: Yes, sir. You I, know? I agree, dude. And and I love that. And and that's so cool that you grew up with all of that, dude. You You got to watch it happen in real time, you know?
3: Yeah, it was pretty incredible going to Club Braun, which is what we called the parties at Braun's house where Lethargy played
2: in the basement.
1: Nice. <laughs> That's crazy, Hell man, that man. you were part of that
2: whole scene. That's a that trip. That that was. Yeah, like- I,
1: I, I implore it's everybody, to, after yeah. anybody who has listened to this episode right now, if you don't know Shoot. the bands that we're talking about right now, please do yourself a favor and just go check it out because you'll find this little pocket of the United States that had... Some real, real overflow of creativity. At all sorry to camp. cut you off. But Psyopus
2: Psyopus is, Psyopus is another one, one dude. That's one of the
1: craziest bands ever. Oh, oh really? That. I didn't know. Oh, that. Uh, their first yeah, record, yeah. their drummer Greg oh, Herman, dude, wow. look him up.
5: Yeah, that's yeah And Dang. see,
1: that's like the that's like the the next generation of what we're talking about right now is a band like Psyopus came out of that area because those guys were growing up seeing what was happening in their little scene. That I don't even know if everybody even knows that Rochester, New York even exists, you know? And I'm trying to shit on Rochester, dude. <laughs> what? <laughs> we've, all, we've all played shows in Rochester.
2: Oh, Chris Arp. Yeah, Chris Arp. So Chris Arp, oh, he quit a year ago. I oh, sh- quit streaming. Okay. Well, uh, Chris Arp actually, he won the Guitar Center contest of like, who wants to be a shredder? I'm just making up a name. But like uh, uh, the shredder, <laughs> the shredder competition at Guitar Center, like a nationwide one, he won, and like, uh, deservingly so. He would like play full songs and with just no pick, just like like insane guitar shit. Like I would never yeah. seen someone do something like that in that style, like a Dillinger style, but like more, I would say it's more catchy. I mean, than like the crazy Dillinger, but it had a Dillinger esque taste to it. But it was like next level guitar playing. and I still see him play I, I was following him for a while. He's posting videos playing guitar and he's still insane. And I hope he put, keeps continuing making music because he was like a oh, yeah biscuit contest, dude. No, I uh, think it was called the
3: Guitar <laughs> Center uh, Who Wants to Kick Some X Contest. Was
2: mm-hmm. it really called that? <laughs> <you make> that <laughs> I feel like you made that up.
1: <laughs> Somebody's gullible. <laughs> what about? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was just about to say, dude. Joey's talking to his wife again, dude.
2: Well no, he, whatever. He, I said is <laughs> it really called that because I knew it was kind of bullshit, but then I, I, I didn't it it the curve, Maybe he might have been right if it was because Guitar Center has some pretty shitty contest names. That's hilarious. So I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that was it, you know. It was funny on two levels. <laughs> <laughs> what about it? uh is Behold the
3: Octopus from like New York City? I'm not sure where they're from, but they are another fucking insane, insane oh, band. Oh yeah, there's a oh, band okay. out of Buffalo right now. If you guys are writing any of these down, um, you should check out Doug Griffith Jr., uh, the drummer. He's in a band called Inertia out of Buffalo. Oh,
5: uh, hell yeah!
3: Okay, well, he's like I he's don't like, need to like,
1: write him down, dude. We're recording it on the internet. Yeah, listen back. It's Inertia,
4: dude. Inertia right now, dude.
1: Inertia, Inertia, yeah. They're, they're like Cynic meets Death. Yeah. It's weird. S. I. A. T. A. S. There
5: you go. No, inertia, it's,
1: dude. Joseph, you'll a, you'll love the drummer, Doug. An I, I do that right away. How tall are
2: yeah. you? Me? Yeah. Six foot eight. Six
5: one, maybe six.
3: Yeah. All right. I'm six four, and this dude, Doug, is six five. <laughs> and you should he he, he, play, he plays like Dillinger, you know, <laughs> fucked Death and Cynic and had a baby called, <laughs> you know.
1: Hashtag inertia, dude. You know, it's fucking that's how you spell it,
5: dude. Something like that. I'll check it out. Um, (laughs) how, hey, as we're hitting three, three hours here, can people support, uh, how can people support Sick Drummer by
3: sharing our videos and by telling every Sick Drummer they know that we are happy to accept submissions for new video? We're We're still going to be interviewing and posting up lots of interviews. We're working on roundtable discussions with, uh, so we we first we did our first um, live feature cover, if you will, uh, interview via YouTube uh, in October uh, with Dirk Verburgin while he was on the tour with Megadeth, and we're going to do that for right now, and and add content to the website that would be a review or another feature or a blog by another artist to coincide with the live video for the cover feature person, who would take place of a digital issue because the digital issues are outweighing. Um, the the value for the time that's been put into them for right now. Um, so we're going to be working on um, doing monthly or bi-monthly feature cover interviews live on YouTube. The first one we did, like I said, with Dirk, uh, I had John Longsworth co-host it. It was about two hours and some change, and it went really well. I used StreamYard as well. Um, and so aside from those, we're going to be working on uh, live table, round table, I'm sorry, live discussions, interviews, where we get... Two or three or four guys on there um we're kind of tired of the same old questions you see everywhere like you know how's the tour going yeah what's your you know sticks are you using you know all these things and that's fine if somebody wants to ask those to promote a band on any level that's not for me to say it's a bad thing but we're tired of just that so by the round tables we're hoping that The four or five guys that are all drummers of either you know this level or this level or this level whether they stay on their own levels per interview or if i intermix them the questions they ask each other um will be much more relevant to drummers as listeners and those will become the questions yeah Um, so that's what what we're working on right now conversation dude so to support sick drummer right now just you know keep watching the videos and keep sharing the videos and that's really it that's it right now that's all you can do. And I appreciate every
1: single one of you. Dude, we appreciate you, dude. I mean, we've all, totally we've, we've or some
2: physical copies, you have to use the uh, promo code <laughs>
1: inertia. <laughs> dude, that's so no wrong. There's an I. I. That was me going off right. Like I wonder what down. you were laughing at there, Joel. And now, now and in hindsight, I'm like, okay, so maybe it starts with an I. I haven't Maybe been watching the chat, it's, that's hilarious,
2: Dave. Dude, I almost like want that to be on a shirt, dude, just like Kelly does.
1: <laughs> dude, we should start a new band.
2: It should be Anthanertia.
1: Anthanertia, <laughs>
2: dude. It's, just, it's sitting there in the chat looking at me, like staring at me, and I just can't. How wrong it. is it, though?
1: How wrong well, is it? It's not
2: word? that I mean, the I, the first letter was wrong. That's what was kind of funny to yeah, me. Yeah, it's supposed
1: to be <laughs> I. You actually listen to it. And, <laughs> and then it's supposed to be... A... It's, a, it's supposed to be a T. Is that what it is? Uh, no. i Just like one or two letters. That's a
2: hard. That's a hard word to spell. It's, I know it's I. i Not right now. It's not the time. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, hashtag. yeah. You guys. Yeah. i no spelling contest right now, of,
1: dude. I took a swing. Okay.
2: It's N I R T I A. Yeah. Oh, r n e R N E R N E R T I A. I can't even say it. I'm reading it. I'm reading it and well, I can't say it. The
1: right. E and the S are wrong. I and T. Change it and I got it, dude. It's not that close. <laughs> it's not that far off, dude. <laughs> all right, yeah, dude. There's well,
2: gotta be like a, a like a fucking a band another... that comes up called inertia. Like that's that's gotta be like a sorry it's spelled almost looks Why? like a popular band. Computer yeah, measure, yeah. you guys will for sure.
1: We're fucking <laughs> no, no, trademarking what, that shit.
2: All right. Let's let's it's wrap trendy. this up. All right, Ian. Fucking keep What's it. Up Jesus Christ! Let's keep the inertia uh, promo code going. And, but uh no, inertia, dude. I've already done the same same speech before. But uh, yeah. No, you, I mean before like we even toured, we we're just like, oh, sick drummer. Like we knew sick drummer, you're still going. I'm uh, <laughs> doing the same thing over again. Yeah,
1: several times. All right. <laughs> not, dude, he's such a, <laughs> he's a runner, dude. Alright. That's hilarious. No, dude. Ian, gonna, we had I'm a fucking raid. blast tonight, dude. <laughs> yeah. We had a great time. Literally. The, the the fact that we could be three hours this is, into this. This is we...
5: episode, excellent episode. Yeah, I was dude, really I'm nervous I'm... about it going three hours. I didn't think it would, but well, it's been really hey, fun.
1: Dude, Ian, oh, we man. were talking about a pre-pod, dude. It's just, we go with the flow, dude. You just run with it, dude. And that's what we did, and here we are. So, hey. But so, really, this is rad dude and I, I i want everybody who has not checked out sick drummer to get get over to sick drummer it's dot net right it's uh it's s jeeves <laughs> that dot, dot ask jeeves dude dot
4: go, go to MetaCrawler. It's uh,
1: sickdrummermagazine.
2: dot com. Oh. Yeah, just skip go to down Google down and down. type in Sickdrummer Magazine, and you'll be all right. There sick it is. Drummer, yeah. yeah, right he's been on in the scene for long enough where Google understands this. like not skip any of the skip drummers, skip drummers. Um, I am getting David Frank drums. Uh, <laughs> I'm loading up to, to raid oh, David dude, Frank. Do a Ryan. Watch. This David fucking, Frank is fucking sick, sick bro. Actually, by Disney? the way, guys, can we can we watch? Yeah, we'll do it right now. Hey well, by the way, now? the way, you
3: can support us. Yes. Um any of our YouTube videos you watch for the most part have t shirts and hoodies and all kinds of things underneath. Oh, yeah. A little bit of merch yeah. goes a long way and I charge as little as possible and make pretty much no profit on it. So
2: nah. Hell get Yeah. Something for a friend Hell. or a drummer. Hell yeah. I can't I'm not a drummer, it'd be kind of funny <laughs> if I just wore that.
1: Professor, what do you what do you got to say? Oh, Professor.
5: I just had some I had something to sign off with. Um which is when i was on tour with joel guernsey from ominous ruin he just quoted this once to me he was just like dude metal drummers are like the new lead guitarists like people go to see drummers live nowadays and i think that's in part like sick drummer was like the reason that everyone gets so stoked on going to see live drummers is because they like know what they are gonna expect to see now because they're like Mm -hmm. fucking primed for it because you've like made it such a cool thing to see so just shout out ian like you've been a big uh, influence yeah, actually that's huge man
3: that's huge i've never really heard that from anybody before dude
5: hey man no. well that's a that kind of was... a
3: cool aspect i never thought about thank you
5: yeah well sick appreciate it coming on great to hang out Hell oh, yeah, oh
1: yeah all right so let's do plugs one more time so we're Got raiding whole... uh david frank right now david frank we're raiding you bro
2: so you guys i get complaints that i raid randomly what happened, into, uh, what happened to david frank drummer <laughs> uh, uh just yeah we're just this uh, random guy named david <laughs> frank no no he's he's drumming right now i can tell right now he's going okay. nuts right now okay yeah dude yeah. he's so so he's good so sick and oh, we got drummers yeah. here so fuck yeah love you guys love Thank
1: you guys too uh com. hit that up um pre-orders will be up this week at some point for those new cali death podcast shirts Full color and uh, OG logo swapped to the other side of your chest. All right. Love you guys. Uh, We will see you next week. Like you do.
4: Hell yeah.
2: Yeah.